Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you get on my Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 42, level 1. As this is episode 26. I'm one of your hosts, Kennedy, and here with me, the Twilight Princess of all games himself, Mr. Andy Rocker. Yes, and we're just having a bit of a late start, so we're going to go off with Burke's Great Witch Great. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the TV and the movies we've throughout the week. So, Andy, what have you been watching? Um, like, so over the last two weeks, I've watched, like, a, a ridiculous amount of films, to be quite honest. Like, probably <laughs> probably too many. Like, because I don't, like, see, in a given week, right? Yeah. It might be a week where I might not watch a film, it might be a month where I might not watch, like, a movie at all. And but like over the last uh, over the last two weeks, I've just been really in a mood to like watch movies, and I think part of that is to do with like what I've been what I've been playing, and it's not that like what I've been playing is related in any way to the movies that I've been watching in any like way, shape, or form. But like just because I've been wanting to play on Switch, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'll just put this movie or that movie or or whatever movie on. So I can just play more. Switch. So what, have you watched? Have you watched Goal the movie then? Since it was so, football no, no. manager you've played. I didn't watch any. Like uh, I didn't watch any football movies whatsoever at all. Uh, but I did. I, I did watch like a good few movies. So like Fast and the Furious because the other thing you play is Rocket League. No, no, I didn't watch Fast and the Furious either. Um, okay, so I watched like I watched a couple of movies on Netflix. There was a new one came out with uh, fuck, I forgot the name of it. Uh, Forrest Whitaker in it. Um, and what the fuck was it called? I'm gonna to need to look up what it was called. I watched four like, films, but I didn't watch that one. I think the, I know uh, the end is here or the end is now or how it ends. Like, how it ends? That was it. Yeah, how it ends. I watched that. Um, so that movie is like it's basically a kind of like it's a disaster type movie. Like, and and I I've always liked these like uh, like say like the day after tomorrow and like Independence Day to a certain extent like. Any kind of like disaster movie, like normally I'll like it. San Andreas, things like that. Um, and this one is kind of the same, but it's, it's sort of done on a smaller scale because it's clear that the budget is not as big for like this type of movie as, like, say, uh, I keep going to say Twenty Eight Days Later. <laughs> no, 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 that's not it. Like as like two thousand and twelve and like the day after tomorrow and stuff like that. But it does a real good job of like giving you that scope but keeping it small scale and like focused on the characters and uh, mm-hmm. I really like this kind of idea of like this post-apocalyptic sort of stuff going on and it's it's they never quite tell you exactly what happened in it which is intriguing to me because 
like I like when they leave like movies like this leave a bit of mystery, especially when they leave it kind of open to like go to a sequel. A bit like Last Man on Earth, but it doesn't actually tell you what happened. Well, kind of like that. I think that they will tell you what happened in probably the next movie that they'll do because they'll do another one for this because I think it did quite well. But um, but I, I really liked uh, like Forest Whitaker and it. it was really good and like basically it's him and his uh, son-in-law like going to rescue Forest Whitaker's daughter. And it's it's kind of like a it's sort of like a road trip movie through a like slightly post apocalyptic uh, America, but with the uh, it's as if like essentially like a nuke has just gone off and within the last few days to a week, and it's about how quickly like things go to shit when like the power grid fails and like and how quickly humanity descends into like all the fucked up stuff. So, but it's it's really good. Like, see, for like a Netflix type movie, like the production value is really high. And like, like I say, the, the some of the effects and stuff like that are not quite as pronounced as like twenty twelve or Day After Tomorrow. But it's really really good. Like, so if if you like those kind of disaster type movies, definitely well worth a watch. Um, from from the gist of it, it seems like there's there's like an attack from somebody on America, but they never quite manage to see who it is or what the deal is with it, because. Obviously, we're just dealing with it from like a couple of characters' perspective. But yeah, it's it's really good. It's a, a real like character drama based in that kind of post-apocalyptic world. But yeah, really really good movie. <clears throat> um, also, I watched the uh, I watched the first episode of the new season of Orange Is the New Black. Um, now you don't no you don't like this show, do you? No. No, it, like I think Tasha watches it, doesn't she? Yeah, I don't know if she started watching it today, but yeah, so, she so watches it. It only came out like a few days ago, and like I actually wanted to yeah. watch it last night, and like I wanted to watch like because we've got one episode that we're up to date with Cloak and Dagger, and like I've really been enjoying that. But I was like, no, no, we need to watch Orange New Black. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's because I like Orange New Black; it's a really good show. Um, we watched the first episode, and like the first half of it is fucking shit. Like it's terrible. Like it get it goes. It goes back to being fine after after the first half of the first episode, but the first half of it's terrible because it's like, you know, they've got the the crazy character in the show. Mm-hmm. They sort of like pitch it like the the first. I don't know why they did this. It's so strange. And um, they pitch it as like this is what she sees in the situation they're in right now, and she sees like a bunch of the different characters as if they're like on a on like TV, and they're like all doing different things, and she's like changing an invisible remote. Because she's fucking crazy, and she sees them doing like weird things, and it's it, like it totally takes you out of the show because they've never done anything like this before. Because anything that they've showed you in the show has always been real and happening, and mm-hmm. like this is not real and not happening, and it's fantasy in her head on like how she's interpreting it, which is kind of annoying because the show has been always so grounded in reality, and, and like that make and like the things that have happened and it have like been all fucked up. And, and you're like, okay, well, this is like a real thing that's happening. And obviously, it's a it's a TV show, but they they've made it grounded and real realistic, and they, they do this, and it makes it not realistic at all, which totally kind of throws the premise of the whole show out the window. And yeah. that, just for that first half of the of the of that first episode, I didn't like that. But after that, it goes back to normal. and it, It's fine. Um, but yeah, is it not based on a true story, like somebody's diary? Eh, I don't know. Could be. Not sure. I'm sure it is. But like, but like, I do really like the show, and it is it is funny and uh, weird and crazy and fucked up and all that sort of shit. But uh, yeah, the second half of the episode was great. Like, 
and didn't, didn't watch any more of that just that first episode I still was wanting to watch more but I'm like I don't want to watch any more of that right now and uh, Cloak and Dagger though is really good like for a like a superhero show the the way that they've done these two characters and the way they've they've managed to like show off their power sets is is really cool and I like the story that they're telling in it as well yeah. and they they do a thing like and it kind of made me think of like because I remember you you were talking about Legion and yeah. uh, Legion like Legion mostly takes place like in the guy's head is that is that right or a lot of it does anyway some some but that's mostly only when it's mm, not really in the comics you're thinking of because I was reading them at the same time yeah because thousands of split personalities mm-hmm. in the show there was parts of it that did yeah but most of it was based in the real world in the TV show I think season 2 has started but I'm waiting till it's finished till I can binge watch it right so like in, in Cloak and Dagger like um, they're up to like episode we've watched up to episode 7 I think they're, they've just done 8 and maybe 9 because um, it's coming out weekly on uh, on Amazon and uh, they've been kind of like doing little things with their powers so like say when uh, when uh cloak touches somebody like he can sort of sense their fears and it sort of like goes into a thing where he's like wandering about in their sort of headspace and he can see what their fears are uh and uh and dagger and when she touches somebody um she sees their hopes so like and she does the same like one is about but like they did a thing where they both touched a guy at the same time and they went into and this guy was in like a kind of like a catatonic state so like he was just sitting there like looking at his face not doing anything so they but they needed to like find out what the deal was with what happened to this guy so they like they both touched him at the same time and they both went into his head and like that was cool as fuck the way that they, the way that they did that whole thing really really liked that um and it, that's, that's what i mean it reminded me of like when you were talking about about legion where like mm. and normally i don't like this when a show does this where where they're like they don't further on the actual plot of the show they only further on the plot of what's happening in, in like a fake space or a fake timeline like S.H.I.E.L.D. has done it a few times and it's really annoyed me <laughs> where they're like in a fake reality and like oh and then when they get out then nothing changed <laughs> like, like okay yeah. like we just wasted a year <laughs> in this place or six months in this place or whatever um, or in like their fake future timeline that they went to but it, like in this situation where it's like one episode um where it's shot well done really well the story like makes sense contained in that episode um, and it also like furthered the main story as well by like it, by the end of it they like freed this guy from his catatonic state like really liked it really really well done and like apart from that though the uh, the show is really good um it's totally different from like the other superhero shows because it's not really done like a superhero show. It's more done like a... I, don't, I mean, I don't want to say a teen drama, because that makes it sound like the OC, but it's, like, done as a drama, but, like, the main characters are teens. You know? So it's, a <laughs> like, it's a teen drama, but it's not really a teen drama, because they're not really going through the same stuff that normal teenagers would go through. Like, for the most part, anyway. So, yeah. But it's a really good show and really well done. Like, it's well, well worth watching. It's on, uh, it's on Prime. It's, it's the only thing I've watched in Prime in a long time, actually, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Prime for the Grand Tour, but Prime's kind of got a bit pish for shows recently. Like, mm, Yeah, I mean, like, I, 
I don't go on Amazon very often at all. Like, and this is the only thing that's drawn me to it in a, a long time. And even things that I was enjoying watching, like bits and pieces of, like Mister Robot and uh, like Man in the High Castle and stuff like that. Black like, Sails. I'm not. Yeah, and Black Sails, like, and I really liked those shows, and but I'm not like hugely compelled to go back to them because. I'm just, I think I'm just a whore to Netflix. <laughs> and like, see if it's on Netflix, like I would rather watch it than go to watch a show that I'm actually like interested to watch, like Black Sails. Like I should yeah. go back and watch that. But instead I'll go and watch like some random fucking movie that Netflix just put out. I'm like, oh, Netflix has a new movie. Oh, I must watch it. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that, that, that's a weird mindset like for me to have. But but anyway, um, like Cloak and Dagger's good. Um, so the, the other thing that I watched, I watched two other things. And one one of them's like a more of more of a thing than the other one. Um, I watched this movie on on Netflix, right, and it sounded so cool from like the write up, and I watched the trailer for it, and it looked amazing. And uh, fuck, what was it? I, I'm gonna need to look up what it was called again because this movie had Jim Carrey in it, right, in a in a small role. Um, that's it. There, the the Bad Batch, right. Mm-hmm. Watched this movie, and it basically looked like. Uh, Mad Mad Max, essentially. I'm like, okay, like uh, another more modern take on Mad Max. Like, hell, yeah, oh, fucking yes, I'm in for that. Um, so this movie has in it Keanu Reeves, Jim Carrey, Giovanni Ribisi, and uh, what's his name, Jason Momoa, like the guy that plays Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Like he's tends to be typecast. Like I seen him in like what was it called on Amazon or Netflix, like Frontier or something, and it's like, yeah, that's just the guy from Game of Thrones, but. Speaking English, more or less. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's kind of like that. And this is like a big—he's not like a, a a warlord or anything like that, but like he's the big British, like kind of guy with the heart of gold type thing. Like, and obviously, he's yeah. not that in Game of Thrones, but it's—you can definitely see the parallels with it. But like, I thought this looked this looked amazing. So basically, it's like this this woman gets banished to like a, a wasteland of undesirable people, and then she ends up getting uh, one of her arms cut off and one of her legs cut off by cannibals mm-hmm. right and it's in a, it's all about like her story of like trying to survive and, and stuff like that and she meets all these other like mad characters like Keanu Reeves' character is like a he's like a kind of like a millionaire in it where he's like he's got all these wives who gets pregnant and uh like he owns like uh, yeah, it's like a sort of outdoor nightclub that uh, the, the DJ's playing a giant like uh, boombox type thing <laughs> I mean, that's why the trailer looks so cool because they've got some amazing visuals in it, but just the actual movie was just not good. It was really dull and like it was such a good premise. Like the whole, the whole, the whole movie seemed to be like so cool. I'm like this looks cool as fuck. I don't know. I don't know why I've never heard of this before, and because it came out like two years ago, and and yeah, this is why I've never heard of it before because it's not very good. And even though yeah, okay, like in trailers and stuff, and it's got a great cast. And the acting in it and stuff like that's fine, but it's just not like it's not a well done movie. So yeah, that's uh, I wouldn't bother with that one. The Bad Batch, you can, you can give that a miss. Um, so the other uh, the other thing that I watched was I watched uh, and I've never seen this before. I watched The Purge. I fancy that. No, how was it? So I'll never get around to it because it's like four out now. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So like I, I've never never got around to it either. And like I think I'd seen the trailer for the new one which recently came out of the cinema called The, the First Purge. Purge. Yep. Um, it's like a prequel, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's like a prequel and I'm like, okay, that looks quite interesting but like uh, I wasn't 
going to go on a whim to the cinema to see it. I'm like, but there's three other movies out that I can watch. So uh, I got the, I picked up the the Purge on Blu-ray because it's like two quid. I'm like, <laughs> like we'll watch that. And I told so Ashley, but it was like, on Netflix. Yeah, I know. I realised that afterwards. <laughs> um, I did take it back, so I didn't. Did you set the any... Did you set the DVD aside and fire up on Netflix? No, no, I, I did put it in and watch it on, on the Blu-ray. Um, but uh, but like Ashley said that to me, I was like, why didn't we just watch it here? I'm like, oh. Um, I'll tell you yeah. one, the, the 1996 or 97 Godzilla movie on the 4K list on Netflix just now. Mm. Nice. The, um, but anyway, I watched the, watched, and like I, I told Ashley about, about the movie and I'm like, I'm like, do you fancy watching it? Because like, I'm, I'm going to watch it. And she's like, yeah, that sounds quite good. Like, because obviously it's the... The, the premise of the movie is that those crime rates are down across America because what they do is one night a year everybody can commit any crime that they want and there's no like punishment for it essentially and yeah. then after that that's your one night you can come out with your crimes and then after that it goes back to normal and everybody's like happy cool for for the rest of the year which like yeah I mean that's very idealistic but like okay mm-hmm. it's a strange strange idea and like but it's a cool concept like to like base a movie around so we're like okay cool this sounds really interesting and like uh, the the kind of concept of like the what would you do in that situation like would you like would you hide or would you go out and just like fucking murder people or like go out and like rob things and commit whatever crimes you want like what would you do oh, I'd be there. <laughs> um so like the, the the first movie just called the purge we watched that and uh and essentially that movie is just about real really one family like dealing with the situation that happens to them during yeah, one of the I purges was, see i wasn't as interested in that one which kind of looked like a kind of semi-horror movie i was more mm-hmm. interested in the, the sequels where it was the gangs and mm-hmm. so like so you're, you're totally right like that movie is kind of a horror movie because it is like it's not quite a haunted house type movie, but like it's they're in the house and they they're locked up, but then shit happens and and people end up coming into their house and there's a lot of like there's a few like jump scares and that sort of stuff in it, but it's essentially like kind of like Home Alone but for grown-ups, but without as much like like traps and stuff. Like there's no real like traps and things being set up and whatnot, but like it's kind of like that. They're they're being hunted and they're hunting people within their own house and it's all dark and like there's some definitely some horror elements, but it's in it based in that world because I mean they kind of like the way that it seems they made the movie. Is there not like a friend. famous act? Is there not like a famous actor in the first one at least? Yeah, man, Ethan Hawke is in it. Ethan Hawke, yeah, 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 and he's really good in it. Like, uh, he, like he plays like the the father, and he's he's brilliant. Because um, the sequels, I don't think had anybody really famous based the off sequel, the guy with the mask. Yeah, so the sequel has the guy. Um, do you remember the guy that played uh, Crossbones in uh, the Winter Soldier? And he's absolutely uh, brilliant. He was in. Do you remember that yep. MMA show that I was watching? I cannot remember. Right. Is that good? But he was called Alvy in that show. I cannot mm-hmm. remember the name of it. And uh, I really like that actor. Yeah, man, it's a bit like he's really good. But anyway, the the first movie, like watched that and uh and quite liked it. I liked the concept and like I, I enjoyed like the horror stuff of it. I also didn't like it. She's like, I don't want to watch like these movies because this is like horror. And I'm like, okay, well, like we because we both really like the the premise of it and like the kind of world that it set up with like this lawless night where like King, magic Kingdom, happened. Sorry, Kingdom, Kingdom right? The name but obviously, we only Frank saw like Grillo. a tiny mm, Frank Grillo, yeah. Uh, we only saw like a tiny slice of that in that first movie because I mean that's clearly the way that they set it up was like right we want to make this house invasion movie 
but we need a great premise behind it and like the house invasion part of it like it's cool it's fine but like the premise behind it is really like the strong part of it and it's the part that makes you think and and discuss like well, what would you do sort of thing so like when we, we watched the trailer for the second movie and Ash was like yeah this looks a lot more like what i was expecting that to be so we decided we'll watch the second movie and the second movie is brilliant like uh like the first movie is good but it's definitely like a horror movie um but the second movie is like that guy like going through the streets when it's like in lockdown time and uh like all the shit that go- that goes on and whatnot there um and it's it's really good and really well done uh and the third movie is kind of more of the same where it's the same guy from the second movie and he's like he's protecting a woman who's running for election because she's trying to it's called election year and she's basically trying to get elected to do away with the purge so did you watch all three yeah i watched all three of them yeah because <laughs> like after oh. we watched the first one we're like oh well that was kind of not what we were expecting we wanted to watch like what we were expecting which yeah. i mean it was there like we we're like okay well let's watch that and we watched that. i think we i don't think we watched it the same night we watched it like the next day um but yeah the second movie really really enjoyed it and the third movie was kind of more of the same as the second movie so the second one's probably the best anarchy but it is worth watching all three um because the first movie is totally different style from from the other ones but like i really like the world building and stuff like that and the first purge which is the the new movie that came out i'll i'll definitely watch that when it comes out on like blu-ray or or uh or streaming and whatnot it's on showbox on showbox yeah. <laughs> um because like it, it again it sounds like an interesting concept because the, the this idea obviously originated somewhere like by the time you get to like you, even the first even the purge movie like it's mm-hmm. It's just what people do, and that that pro- processing has been happening for years at that point. So, like by the time they get to the the point of oh, like yeah, we're electing somebody to like stop this shit, <laughs> so that people don't go and kill each other for a night a year. Like, I mean, it must have been going for twenty years, easy, because like those kids, those kids in the movie that have grown up and like they've never known a world without the purge. It's always <coughs> been a thing that happens. So it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see like how they combine, like, our world right now to, like... Because I think they use the promo art of, like, the Make America Great Again hats. They used that in the poster. Yep. Yeah, they did. So, so like, I'll, I'll, I think... I'll, I'll look forward to seeing that movie once um, once it comes out to the home. Cool. I, I, it's not something I would go to go to the DLC, but those... Uh, the, the first three Purge movies are worth watching. Like, they're really good movies. Yeah, it's just like I was like you. It's one of those where it was like it's not something I'll see at the cinema, and it looked like a horror, and then mm. it kind of went under the radar for me for a while when the second one arrived, and I was like, that looks a lot better. That's kind of mm. more of what I was uh, thinking it would be because like the more I looked into like trailers, it seemed more like a house invasion, like what you've described yeah. it as. And yeah, then the third one came out, and I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely need to get these. So yeah, I've seen it on Netflix. I'll probably try and watch it this week. The first one is worth, it was still worth watching though. Like Ethan Hawke's really good in it, and like they they do tell a good story. And it is, is worth it, watching to like get the kind of water. Is the first movie it. referenced in this the next two, or is it just kind of those characters that carry over? Um, no, and there's no characters that carry over from the first movie to the second movie. No, and oh, that's well. not to say that like because there is a lot of the characters like that don't die, and obviously a lot of people die, but like a lot of the people don't die as well. Um, the character from the second movie, like the main guy, he's the, it's the same main guy in the in the third movie. All right, cool. Yeah, because I think they kind of changed that halfway through when they realised that in test screens people tend to like the main sort of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I, I really liked the main character in the first movie, and like, um, 
it wasn't weird to me that he wasn't in the second movie. The, the fact that it was a different guy, but it took a moment to kind of get used to like, oh, this is like a different main guy. Um, yeah. However, to be fair, like, uh, what's his name, Frank Grillo? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good in 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 the second and third movies. Like, I take it he's the guy with the mask. Um, no, no, he's not the guy with the mask. No, okay, no. no. I mean, he's kind of the good guy essentially. Like, is the guy in the mask then the bad guy that's in the front of it? Well, there's a lot of bad guys in these movies. The one with the cross <laughs> in his head. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily saw that mask in the movie. I noticed it at all, to oh. be honest. So I, don't, I think that's just like that imagery that they've used for the for the promo. Like, it may have been in it like briefly, but I don't I don't remember seeing that as like an iconic you, thing in the movie. Which is you know, it's like the guy on like, the front cover. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know exactly what you mean. But uh, yeah, I don't recall seeing that in the movie. Like, oh well. That stood out to me. <laughs> it, may, it may have been there, like in passing, but yeah, I don't recall going. Oh, that's the guy from the cover, <laughs> which is a weird one, but like it is a good cover. Like it's a really good, like kind of iconic, like like cover image to have, <laughs> and it's not really in the movie. It's like that uh, uninhabited movie that I watched where they had the woman on the. Oh yeah. Beach, and that was like a moment that wasn't in the movie, like. <laughs> But yeah, so I didn't watch anything else. That's oh no, sorry, shit. I did. I watched one one other thing because I watched uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I thought you went to the cinema to see that. I did not go to the cinema to see that. No, I watched it on Natural Box because <laughs> it's out on Natural Box now. Um, it wasn't a good copy a few weeks ago. I don't know what it's like now. The the copy was fine. Like I mean, it's not like it's like anything from like Showbox, especially before it comes out to like proper home. Mm. It's, it's it's like got sub like Chinese subtitles and there's like. There was a little red dot over in the right hand side, mm. like just with a timer on it for some reason. I don't know why, like why someone hard coded the timer into this. Like okay, but um, but yeah, the the actual movie itself, like I, I kind of enjoyed it, but like it was no one near as good as uh, as the first one. No, like is the original Jurassic World. I, st- I still think it's the third best film, though. I like it better yeah. than Lost World and Arthur. I like it better than Jurassic Park 3 anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely better than Jurassic, World, uh, Jurassic Park 3. Like, it probably goes... For for me, it goes Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, Lost World, this, and then Jurassic Park 3. No, I don't, I don't know, actually. I think this is... I think Lost World's after that. Yeah. Like, I really like Lost World. Like, Jeff Goldblum, like... It was a long way. And he is in this, and, like, he's, he's absolutely fine in it. Like, he's just playing like an older version of his character from the originals and he seems to be a lot more well, not that he wasn't jaded before like in the in the original Jurassic Park movies but like he seems to be even more jaded now yeah but I wish they'd have done more with his character it was more of a horror this one though compared to the rest I would say at the end yeah especially. yeah I would I would agree with that and like I, I was I didn't understand like how it would work with them just being in like a house like I was like why the fuck are there dinosaurs in a house but then but like it doesn't make sense in, in yeah. terms of the movie but it doesn't make for a great movie like for like a house invasion movie like the puzzle was better definitely <laughs> yeah, I quite enjoyed it and it was a good mm. progressing the franchise because like I'd said before in the show that if they made it another park movie I don't mm. think I would have been as happy but they tried something different and they've set the franchise off in a completely different direction by then so I mean, the the only thing that that I kind of took not an issue with, but like it was a strange way for them to go was the whole like clone thing. 
with the girl that was pointless to the plot the fact the girl was yeah. a clone and it was mentioned did not affect the plot see if you took that line yeah. out of the film this thing the film would be the same yeah and i mean the, the problem the problem with the fact that they've said that now they're like oh they have to follow this up is on. a clone <laughs> now you need to do something more with that because there's a fucking human clone in the world like, that causes problems like yeah. the fact that people can do this and I'm not okay. watching a human cloning movie, though. I want to see the fucking exactly. dinosaurs. This is a dinosaur movie. Like, you don't need to bother with human cloning. Like, like see if you took um, that subplot that basically didn't go anywhere. Yep. Like, it built up and built up with her looking at the photo album and you having your suspicions, and then it turned out you were right, and it's like, okay, so what are you going to do with it? Absolutely nothing. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, they've sowed a seed now that they need to deal with in the next yeah. movie, where, like, and, and I can see where it's going to go already. Like, the next movie is going to be human slash... Dinosaur hybrids like they talked three. about for Jurassic yeah. Park 4 before yeah. Jurassic World yeah they were talking about dinosaur human soldiers a bit like Which what I... the rumour is for the new Predator movie that the Predator yeah. is half human so like I don't want it. I don't really want that <laughs> Jurassic no. Park movie like see, I want to see them like dealing with dinosaurs I, I want to see them dealing with dinosaurs in the way we would like not a full mm. post-apocalyptic but kind of like a several years later and like oh shit these dinosaurs are uprising we need to now deal with them yeah, and I think we will we will definitely see that in the next movie as well because obviously they let they like the dinosaurs get out at the end of the movie. There's something yeah. about, but they can't. And also, them. but then again, there's going to be all these mini parks opening with the, the billionaires that bought them, and then there's going to be like them used as weapons as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, because now that now technically, like um, when he realised that they were selling them, he said, "Yeah, we'll just make another." And uh, Henry Wu said, "Yeah, but now they can too." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they can now use the technology and Henry Wu was like taken away at the end. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah. yeah. I mean like all that stuff good that creates like a, a anarchy of dinosaurs kicking about. Cool. Yeah. But like the whole human cloning thing. They like, need to bring yeah, Alan Grant back. Yes, definitely. Alan Grant needs to come back and like scare children with uh, with dinosaur claws. Yeah. I liked him, like Sam Neill, like He's a good actor. They, like. They've almost built it to a way that the next film has to be the final, final movie. Mm. You know, like, they either have to deal with the dinosaurs, like, an ultimatum, like, do they wipe them out? Like, I don't think they're going to have a choice. You know, in this one, they were like, no, the dinosaurs shouldn't be wiped out. I think they're going to be that out of control and that crossbred that it's going to be like, yeah, we need to, like, stop this now. Yep, we need to do, do away with this completely. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. But yeah, like, I, I did like the movie all, but overall, but, like, yeah, definitely... Like Jurassic World, like I went into it like not expecting anything, and then was massively surprised that I absolutely fucking loved it. Um, and then, and it, it like I think like you've said before, like when you get that whole thing of like going into the park and yeah. it's open, and like that was that's like it's like a childhood dream come true sort of thing. Um, but you can't and, recreate that anymore. You, no. the, the next film can't do anything like that. It kind of has no. to go with this new story. And- feel sorry for the next director who has to like deal with this loose end of the clone girl and work it in mm. and I think Colin Trevorrow from what I know because he's backed out of Star Wars 9 is back to Jurassic World because J.J. Right. Abrams is obviously doing Star Wars 9 now mm-hmm. which I would, yeah. I would prefer I, pref- I would prefer that J.J. Abrams to finish that trilogy and fix mm. the mess of uh, from The Last Jedi and Colin Trevorrow to go back and try and fix Jurassic World <laughs> so like a swap yeah. But but yeah, like I, I did I did like the movie, but I didn't love it like as much as I loved like yeah, Jurassic World and like Chris Pratt. I thought was really underused in it. He was. Like, shit. That, he always phoned in his performance. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a 
he's a really good actor. Like, and it's a it's a decent character that that he's always that he played in this movie. And like, he gets maybe like one scene where he's decent, like at the beginning when he's like, oh, when uh, what's her name, Claire, is it? And yeah, in the bar and stuff comes down and he's like, yeah, come, you need to come with me. And like, up until the point of like them actually going to the place to get the dinosaurs, like he's good. And then after that, he's just yeah, generic action hero guy. He could have been literally anybody. And the two new kids are bollocks as well. Um. Yes. Didn't. Oh. Well. No. The vet. Yeah. The tech guy. The vet. I thought the vet was fine. I don't like the tech guy though. Yeah, oh, he was I, only I, there I because miss... he could scream like a. Yeah, I did miss the uh, the guy from uh, Jurassic World. Remember the guy that was in the... retro T-shirt. Yeah, I, f- I forget. Like I forget what his he name. He should have been in it. He should have been in it. Yeah, because I I really liked him and he. Was he should funny. have been working with Claire. I would have rather him than the young boy. Yeah. Definitely. Like and and okay, like you can't have like I don't know whatever like love dynamic they were trying to build up between those two, but like yeah, like. But then when you see Chris Pat Pratt kissing her, it's like brother and sister kissing. Like those two do not match as an on-screen mm-hmm. couple. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because he's not pumping her like he was with Jennifer Lawrence and Passengers, which broke up his marriage. But hey, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, um, but but yeah, like uh, like I said, I enjoyed the movie overall, but didn't love it this time uh, so didn't watch anything else that, that's me what did you watch cool. I watched four films Andy two of which were also Netflix movies so I'll start with them uh, the first one um, I didn't finish because it was terrible and I don't know why I get suckered in yet again like some part of my childhood still believes in Adam Sandler mm-hmm. and Netflix clearly believes in him in his twilight years but as Adam Sandler's got older he's not got funnier and ne- his friends were never funny they just worked well when he was funny mm. Um so I watched Father of the Year with David Spade, which is about... It's not Buscemi, I like. Yeah, but he's not usually in them these days. It's all like David Spade, Chris Rock, mm-hmm. Kevin James, and it's like, this one's David Spade, and he's like a bum of a dad who like gets drunk, and like his son's at college, and he ruins his son's chances at a job. It's kind of like, you ever see That's My Boy with Adam Sandler? And, um, oh, what's his name? From Long Island. Mm-hmm. Jake Prowler. Andy Samberg, like that was an okay film where like mm. Adam Sandler like got his kid, pre- his teacher pregnant when he was a kid, and like mm. he called his son Han Solo, and it was pretty funny, like learning like how he became a dad and like he became a millionaire because he got famous and stuff. But this one was just terrible. Like I don't know Adam Sandler technically isn't in it, but it's a Happy Madison production, and it was like right. produced by him, written by him, whatnot. And David Spade was just terrible, so. Watch the trailers for it. Looked like it could be an easy watch. Wasn't even an easy watch to push through. You know, it was one of those where it's like, do we leave it on another half hour? No, I think we've seen enough of this movie. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. it was really bad. Um, do you know never trust something for me to turn off a movie, like yeah. especially like on Netflix. Like most yeah. times, I put something on. Like I will, I'll just watch it to conclusion. I might not. Like if it gets to a point where I'm bored with it, I might stop paying attention to it. This, this, this was this was such a shame. This one because like mm-hmm. me and Cash had been watching the trailers and interviews with it, and it looked funny. And then we were like, yeah, Spade was quite good in um, Rose Engagement and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, let's watch this. And you know, it's that way where it's like me and Tasha are looking at each other. Like the film's not getting any better, and, we, and it's like still like mm-hmm. half an hour left. Let's watch something better. And it, yeah. it's a shame but anyway like I'll move on because I press for time but like uh, the next film was called The Circle it's based on a book oh do you know I nearly watched this like mm. but I wanted to watch something more do you know I actually watched two other movies as well but I'll talk about them next week <laughs> so like, <laughs> like Emma Watson's the main character in this and yeah. I've never really watched Harry Potter but she's fine in this mm. 
Um, Karen Gillan's in it also. She's like her oh, friend she? in it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, so what, if I'd known Karen Gillan was in it, I would have watched. I would have definitely watched this over. Yeah, she's like her best pal, and she's in the movie quite a lot. And her story it's arc's like actually. In the trailer. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, like she gets a phone call from a pal at the start about this new job, and I'm like, mm. "That's Karen Gillan's voice," and it was Karen Gillan. She's in it quite a bit. Uh, John Boyega's in it as well. Oh, nice. Who's not in the trailer? Tom Tom Hanks is one of the main characters too, yeah. and that is it. Peyton Oswald, the comedian, kind of wee guy from Agents of Shield. Yep, you know the guy that's got twins. He's in it. Um, can't think who else is in it, but yeah, it's, it's got a great cast. Um, it's uh, based on a book, and basically, it's like um, dangers of. Do you know what it felt like? A Black Mirror movie. Oh, okay. Right, I mm-hmm. imagine you know that movie, The Social Network, that was all right about Facebook. Mm-hmm. Kind of that, but obviously, like more based on a Google type firm who's like into like cameras and technology and stuff and it's like all about how they want them tied in it reminded me a lot of the actually this ties in with your Jurassic World um, oh what's fucking Claire, his real name Bryce Dallas Howard's that episode with the likes and stuff like that because yeah. like her first this girl gets a job at this tech firm and like her first day at work she's in customer service and like they're like oh we've noticed that you went home at the weekend and you didn't take part of any of the office activities and you didn't tag yourself as being like a kayak person whereas we could have matched you with a kayak person at the office and she's like oh I didn't know it's mandatory and they're like oh no it's not mandatory it's all fun but then like I did have like this is an enjoyable film and I would still say watch it right I wanted more at the end and not in a good way, if you know what I mean. Like I wanted right. more because I felt like John Boyega's character arc, I won't go into who he is or anything because that's kind of a spoiler, but he's in it. And once you find out who he is, it's like, oh, I want to know more about him then because right. he's integral to the story, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really give him a lot of screen time. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. He's kind of meant to not be on screen quite a bit because of who he is. And then like, when you find out he's working with like Emma Watson's character on this stuff, it kind of comes together really quick at the end within the last 10 minutes. It's like, no, 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 but how did they get to this point? What have they done? Mm. What have they actually thing did? And I don't want to ruin the ending because it's still a pretty new film. And if you're going to watch it, like it's worth a watch. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. But by the end, I'm like, I need to know more. I need to know more details on what they were actually up to. You'll know what I mean once you watch it, because it, you know where they're going to end up with it. You know what they're going to do by the end, right? But it's kind of like, no, no, I need to see the steps because he's shown her all these secrets and like he's like, uh, secrets are just lies and Tom Hanks' character's painting this transparency. So like at one point during the film, she breaks the rules and steals a kayak and goes out and nearly drowns, but they've got these new iCam, they're called C-cams, I think it is, and it's these like mm-hmm. undetectable circles that were like, you can put cameras anywhere in the world and... He's kind of like a Steve Jobsy kind of mixed yeah, with Cliff Blazinski, yeah. mixed with Cliff Blazinski kind of. You know what okay. I mean? Of a show sort of thing. Like so, mm. he's like chucking out stuff, and like he's kind of like a Tony Stark almost in a way, mm. like that sort of personality about him. But there's obviously like a shady underworld to it, and there's a part mm. where I thought Emma Watson was going to leave a camera in his office and hear about the shady dealings, but you never really hear about that. If you know what I mean, you never get into the details. Um, I don't want to ruin too much more of it, but I did enjoy the film. Something was really hooking me to it, but by the end I'm like, huh, that was good, but it wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see what they do in the next one, which if they do another one, then I would watch it, but it's more like, that film could have done with an extra hour and I wouldn't have complained. Like, it's quite short, it's an hour and a half, but that could have done with like two hours to space Hmm. it out. Not space it out, but fill in some of the details. So Hmm. I might be tempted to get the book eventually because it was a really cool tale. Um... But yeah, my notes basically just say, needed an extra hour, 
more of John Boyega's character. Emma Watson joins a firm like Facebook, almost like a Black Mirror movie, so I've covered all that, but I don't want to go into the story details too much more. Um, but it's really interesting the way they go about it and like the technologies that they're working on and the, the implications that they could have mm. and how dark the thinking kind of goes for where the company can be taken. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, this is quite scary stuff because, for example, my, Sam, my phone, Samsung Health, it knows my weight, knows my health, knows how much I walk during the day. It even knows when I, I sleep because I put the phone down. It knows when I wake up, you know, and it's registering all of these details yeah. about me. And it knows my location. It knows where I am. And, like, this stuff's available now, but it's the way that this company's using it. And it's like, I know Facebook just got into trouble for the Data Protection Act and all that, which is mm, yeah. great for our work like, but like honestly like the data protection act fair enough i understand why it's been put in but it's like there's still stuff these companies can get away with and like it's like detail and all that so it's kind of relevant and current so i would kind of say like watch it within the next year sort of thing i know you probably will anyway but like the cast was so good um that i would love to see them back for a sequel um i just don't know if they will but i'm kind of like you like netflix exclusive movies like bright and stuff like that. you do get some good ones you do get some bad ones but like this one was definitely a movie movie, but I would have liked another hour. Nice. You know what I mean? I think it could have done it. Do you know what? I would say like out of all the movies that I've watched that are like Netflix productions and even the TV shows as well, like I don't think I've seen any that have been bad. Like they've I've been seen... at least they've been at least okay for for me. Like uh, yeah. m- most have been like good to great or amazing. Um, mm-hmm. like fr- from the TV shows to the to the movies as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think their like their hit rate is really good. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I don't know whether or not that's just me only having seen I haven't seen all of them obviously, but like I don't know if that's just me because obviously Netflix knows what movies to recommend to you like, oh, based yeah, on yeah. what you've watched before. So it's like, oh, you've watched like sci-fi shit before. Like you've watched the Star Trek TV show. Like oh, you like this sci-fi like movie. Like, it's, like, not, you're, you're like it's not. It's not as accurate as I'd like it. Sometimes it's like because you watched like I don't know. It's not uh, even the because you watched, but like see the see the things that it recommends to you. Like as soon as you open like the app on yeah. your phone or like your console or whatever, like it's like whatever it's pushing is like the top things. So, okay, sometimes it might be the brand new thing that's just come out, but sometimes it will be like some other thing that's just. Like, What's really annoying me is they keep hiding more and more is the section, which is what I always like checking. Like uh, they've section, got sorry? recently added section. It keeps mm-hmm. yeah. I have to actually Google for recently added and like I think yeah, PlayStation. Right, yeah. yeah, but like I like how they've got the coming soon section. That's really cool to look at now. A coming. I don't think I've even seen a coming soon section. Yeah, so you can click on it and see what's upcoming like next week or the week. you know? Oh, cool. I didn't even yeah. know that existed. <laughs> like, I haven't seen that. There's, to be fair, there's so many things on Netflix like right now that even in my entire lifetime, I probably couldn't watch everything that like, I might I, have an inkling to watch. I've had Netflix since it was £4 a month, like when I had it on the Wii, do you know what I mean? And yeah. like, it's really cool <laughs> that you've got this library now. Stuff. But yeah, I would definitely recommend The Circle. But anyway, I'll move on. Like, yeah. I watched um, a film that I've been meaning to watch for a while, uh, Shin Godzilla, it's called. You've maybe seen it come in to work on the okay, Blu-ray. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, like Toho who said they were done with Godzilla movies about 10 years ago, decided to bring out another one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and this one's kind of old school Godzilla, but it's a reboot again. And this one's more current because instead of like being the dangers of man's experiments, which it was years ago, this is more about if Godzilla happened, all the legal loopholes that they would have to jump through to be able to deal with it, you know, like passing all the bills and legislations. So it's kind of going down that route and like Japan, like wondering whether they should ask America for help and all this. Um, it's decent enough and sets up a sequel. I was not keen on the Godzilla design because in this one, like instead of just Godzilla coming out of the water, it comes out like this giant salamander thing that looks ridiculous. Like mm. it's half CGI'd, whereas like once they go back to the old style of, because obviously Godzilla, the Americanized version is all CGI, but this one's obviously man in a suit, but they've came forward from actually looking like a man in a suit. Mm, yeah. um, however, like before it becomes like man in a suit style, it's like it looks like a giant salamander with these stupid goggly eyes and it's like a prototype Godzilla almost because the the story in this one goes that well Godzilla always kind of adapted and kind of like built defences do you know what I mean like uh, Doomsday almost you know like built himself against every weapon like but this actually showed you him like coming onto land as like a salamander back into the back like almost as if he was mutating and evolving constantly Which was fine, but once he became Godzilla, he was a bit too spiky and a bit too weird looking. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I like the Godzilla looking in the new film, the one Brian Cranston, but my favourite one, no matter what, how much Godzilla fans hate it, and I, I, as you know, Andy, I watch a lot of Godzilla movies, the old yeah. Japanese ones. Um, I like the American, like, Zilla, like, Jamiroquai, like, Matthew Broderick Godzilla. I yeah, like man. the look at that I, one. I think it's the time, like, that, that came out. I think, like, people Jurassic World. Jessica um, Lost World was out about that time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like because that movie came out at that time, and that we remember that from like back in our day, and that was like a cool fucking thing to see back yeah. then. So like we probably remember that with like the nostalgia goggles on a wee bit. <laughs> and I've, I, I mean, I've seen the movie more recently, and, it, and it's it's still a great movie, and it does still hold up. But yeah. like, if, I think if we hadn't seen it then, if we were just watching it new now, then yeah. we might feel a bit differently about it. And like, sure. if if the the say the two thousand and fourteen one. Like, if that was, like, if we were the same age as we were when we watched the original one, like, I think that that would would be our go-to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I've seen the trailer for the new one and it looks better. The problem, like I said, with the other Godzilla, I think it was 2016 or 15, like, um, was Godzilla wasn't in the movie for an hour. Then even when he was, it was Mm -hmm. kind of like a Michael Bay Transformers where you've seen parts of him more than Godzilla, whereas the movie's called Godzilla. I want to see Godzilla. And they killed Brian Cranston's character off after an hour as well. And it's like, well, he was a good actor and you've replaced it with the wooden boy from Kick-Ass. So, no thank you. Um, but yeah, and I watched that. It was okay. And the lastly, what it was holiday, uh, Peter Rabbit, the movie. And this okay. is like... From James Corden. James Corden. But yeah, it's fine. It's just his voice. Yeah. Um, Margot Robbie's in it as well. And okay. someone else was in it, I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, it was fine. Like, my mum and dad, it was more their sort of humour slash. It's one for, like, the grandparents to watch with the kid. Like, Bethany would probably like it more. But, like, for Alexa's age, she would get bored because it's, like, the real-life tale of Beatrix Potter. And yeah. but Peter Rabbit's kicking about and she's the artist that draws them and the neighbour next door's uncle dies and he inherits the house and he's a city guy that needs to get there to unwind and he hates the rabbit and mm. the rabbit's just a wee fud and it's like... Ugh, it's okay for what it was. Like it wasn't terrible by any means, but I mean, maybe Bethany's age-ish would appreciate it more, or like your your mum and dad watching it with her would than us yeah, watching it. I think I think they do got the same to see it as far as I can remember. Yeah, and it was it was decent enough, but I'll I'll never watch it again. Like it'll be years yeah. before Lexi wants to see anything like that because it's not yeah. even colourful enough for her. 
you know what I mean? Like, mm. like the likes of Trolls is fine, but that's kind of more like, you know, the new Winnie the Pooh with you McGregor that's coming. Mm. I was like, oh, we see that with it. But that's more for adults that watch Winnie the Pooh when they were younger. Like, yep, I'm saying, yeah. yeah, so. Anyway, I watched that and, like, I didn't really watch anything else. I did watch a trailer I want to talk about in a minute as well, but um, uh, I might need to get rid of my TV uh uh, yeah. subscription well oh. the only reason I got BT as you probably know was uh, I don't watch many sports but UFC was mm. on BT and BT decided not to go after the UFC deal this year and lost not only the basketball which is the only other thing I watch on it but the UFC so there's nothing on BT that makes me want to overview and like UFC's gone to this pay-per-view style channel because they obviously UFC's becoming more and more popular as people know mm. and BT weren't prepared to pay the rights for it so it's like oh you're losing it so uh, there's nothing on BT I particularly want can you get the UFC like on its own like you know like the WWE yeah there's a fight pass yeah right cool yeah I mean so, like, I might just do that yeah like I mean we we went like like we we went like cable free essentially like maybe know, two years ago and like when we, when we moved into the like the new house and like haven't looked back, haven't missed it even one bit whatsoever. Like, like say there's there's so much shit like on Netflix and YouTube and like Amazon and stuff like that that I've never ever felt like oh I really want to watch. Well, the thing is, you can still TV. technically get ITV Player UK TV. Yep. Do you know what I mean they're all apps now that are free. So yep. the, uh, the I mean the only one is like the BBC iPlayer. Like because we need to have a TV you, license for it. You technically need to have a TV license, but like just fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just tick a box. It's like, uh, are yeah, you I 18? Don't wa- yeah. I don't ever watch live, live TV, by the way, B- uh, BBC, like, licensing people, if you're ever listening to this. I've never watched live TV. Yeah, but, like, ITV, Channel 4 and all that's free, like, the catch-ups and stuff. Like, Tasha does watch still some programmes in telly, so... But I think I might have to have one with BT about my cost and package now that I've lost the mm. only two things I've actually watched on it. The only issue is that I'm kind of tied in with my internet as well and my phone, my mobile phone deal and stuff. Like, I could get out of it. Will they let me keep my number if I move to, like, Sky or if I get rent, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and how much would I be paying? Because, like, I've got, like, £5 a month for my phone for Tasha yeah. and 20 yeah. quid for me. If I cancel my telly, is that going to jump up? Probably. Like, yeah, that's I mean, the way they get you. worth exploring. It's worth looking into anyway. Just now, but anyway, did you Venom? Uh, I didn't actually know. I saw that Ross posted it in in the, the group earlier, yeah. but I didn't, uh, didn't actually watch so, it. So, like, um, I'm still interested. However, it shows you a lot more of Venom, and I'll say this: he's the right size. Uh, there's no spider logo on him, but he still looks cool. He's like big and bulky. However, I see the CGI for when he talks looks like mm. a sci-fi movie. Mm like sci-fi the tv channel not the genre (laughs) it's really bad Mm. and for that to be final trailer that tells me that's what's going to be in the movie uh yeah i mean normally they wouldn't put out something that's like subpar like compared to the movie so yeah yeah for a marvel big budget movie like venom i i i'm i'm still hyped for the movie venom still looks cool when he's not talking However, like, all we heard in the last one was We Are Venom and, like, Venom his head. Like, we didn't really see much of it apart from the mask coming over his face at the end. Hmm. Well, this one's got, like, scenes with the mask fully on and he's talking and stuff. And it's like, ah, don't, yeah, that doesn't look right at all. Like, it looks like it's went straight to DVD. What is going on there? 
So that's disappointing. But I'm still interested in Venom the movie. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely see it. I don't know if I'll necessarily see it at the cinema. But I'll, yeah. I'll definitely see it at some point. Yeah. But um, anyway, let's move on to level up. And this is the part of the show where we talk about all the games we've been playing this week, but most importantly, the video game news. So, Andy, what's been happening in the video game news? So a lot of things have happened because obviously it's been two weeks. Um, I'll try and skim some of these like yeah. in the interest of time. Uh, so Shadow of War's uh, microtransaction market is now completely gone, patched out the game. Yeah. It's gone, Great. it's dead. Oh, combine it with another. Forza 7's done the same. Forza 7's done the same. So I think this is going to be like a growing trend. Where, like, death of Lucre. Not... Death of Lucre, yeah. We're not going to see any more of but it. But the birth of a... Battle Pass. <laughs> Well, yeah, unless it's in like a free-to-play game, like for like Fortnite and like oh, like I mean, maybe not even Overwatch, but like uh, I think Blizzard are probably the only ones that can continue to get away with like doing loot crate type stuff that is not a free-to-play game. Because like Fortnite doing it is fine because that's like their model for like making money in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's all cosmetic shit anyway that you don't need. Um, you can get it if you want, but like you don't need to get it. It doesn't benefit you in any way playing the game against other people so that's fine um, but like yeah doing away with it in single player games 100% brilliant because um, that, that always rubbed me the wrong way especially with Shadow of War like like I mean I, I basically boycotted the game completely because of because of that and I'll talk about that more in a bit um, so uh, Dante's Inferno and Ruse are now battles compatible on Xbox One woohoo great <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, nobody cares about runes. No. I don't know. Dante's Inferno, did you ever play that? No. It looked interesting. Right. It looked interesting to me. Like, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's based on what, the, the book? Like, I don't I don't really know much about it, but like, the, <sighs> was it the, is it the Odyssey? Yeah. Is it called? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't really know much about it, but, um, but I mean, the, the game looked interesting. I don't know that I'll ever play it. Mario Odyssey. As with, <laughs> as with most backwards compatible games, like, I probably never play them. I, I might even buy it and go, oh, I'll install it and boot it up for 10 minutes and go, oh, okay, this is a last-gen game. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, first two uh, Sega Ages titles are coming to Switch next month. Now I will get Sonic 1 all over again for this. Sonic 1, fuck yes. <laughs> I will buy Sonic 1 again. I, I'll, I'll for the uh, 70th time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how many times I've bought Sonic 1 because, like, I've got it on PlayStation. Four. I've got but that's not including Sega Mega Drive collections. Yeah, like I, I've had it on all all the random different collections. Like I I, I can life of when I'm sitting right now, I can see four copies of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but you're like me, you will buy it again. I will buy it again. Yeah, I've got it built into two Mega game. Drives at my feet. I've got it on yeah. my phone in front of me. I've got it on my tablet next to me. I've still got a Mega Drive collection for the PS2 kicking about. Yeah. I've got it like. <laughs> iPad, iPhone, I've got it my Xbox One downstairs, I've got it my PS4 up here, I had it my PS3, PS2 and I'm going to get this again next month. Yep. Sonic, I mean, Sonic 1 isn't even my favourite Sonic game either. No, like, no, no, I, I no. do like Sonic 1 but like Sonic yeah, 2 is, is my, is my favourite but like, uh, yeah, Sonic 1 and uh, Thunder Force 4 are the first Sega Ages games that are coming to the, the Switch. Who cares about is, Thunder Force 4? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who cares about that? Which is essentially the... Uh, Sega's like virtual console which is going to be on, on the Switch I think it's great that it's coming there and like it's going to sell fucking loads of copies you know what it is Sonic 1 yeah especially after the back of, off the back of Mania the amount of kids that will yep. play this one 100% yep and, and I don't think they'll be disappointed playing either unless no. unless it ends up being a shit port which I don't I don't it see be. that it would be um, hopefully it's Christian Whitehead's one 
which I doubt it will be. No, I'm not sure like what one it is. Like Christian Whitehead's version is so good, and like I'm playing through Sonic Two on my mobile mm-hmm. because it's got the Hidden Palace Zone, which has been yeah. released in no other version. Um, because I've figured it out to connect my PlayStation Four DualShock, which didn't, mm. shouldn't have took that long. But I mean, like I don't know why release his versions as a version. They are the definitive versions. Mm. He's fixed all the issues they had, like clipping and bugs and glitches, and it, oh, it's just better. Just use it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I imagine it's probably just going to be like a PC port. Like I'll say, so the only Christian Whitehead port on consoles is Sonic CD. Okay, is, is that his version? Mm-hmm. Cool. The one on Xbox One and PS4. Hmm. Okay, I mean it's a it's a good version of the game. I've played it on. It's a playable uh, version. No, for it's a not. It's not on PS4. Oh, the one on Xbox One it was, then. It was PS3. They did it on. Ah, yeah. Backwards compatible. Backwards compatible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was uh, to be fair, that's one of the shit things about about the PS4 not being backwards compatible is that those games aren't there apart from in the Mega Drive collection thing. Yeah, but it's not his version on that. But no, it's not his version. You're right. But like, I've I'm sure I've got Sonic CD on Xbox because I, I definitely own it on like PlayStation Four, like PS3 and that. Buy it for three quid. It's a game that I really want because yeah. I've finished all the two D ones, Chaotix, obviously, and I really want to finish that one. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get into it as much. It was like brought out by Sega. Sega Japan brought out Sonic One. Sega USA brought out Sonic Two. But Sega Japan were working on Sonic CD before Sonic Three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sonic CD is actually set between Sonic 1 and 2 before Tails but it, it's weird just to confuse you yeah <laughs> to be fair like they're all they're all really good games like yeah. they're all worth playing so uh, but yeah so that's coming out um, it's Japan next month but like I can't imagine that it'll be that much be, longer a European not. version will be very much longer um, it's uh, looking that it'll be around about £6-ish £6-7 fine that's fine like i I don't. I mean, even if it's even if it's a terror, I'd still buy it again. Yep. So, yep. Cool. <laughs> uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth is coming to the Switch eShop this year. Now, obviously, the Fracture Butthole is already out, and it's kind Perfect of a bit. The, the only problem that I, that I think is a bit shit with this is that That's if you pretty- bought, no, not even that. Like, if you bought the Fractured Butthole on any of the other consoles, you get it free. Bought it new, you got a free copy of. Stick a truth with it, yeah. and they're not going to do that for the Switch now. Like, yeah. So that's kind of shit because obviously, Fracture Butthole now you can get it for well under 20 quid because it's been out for a good while. Um, and you're going to be paying 40 quid for the Fracture Butthole at this point, plus paying whatever. Probably, probably 20, 30, 40 20 for quid. Stick of Truth. No, no, if it's digital only, it'll be like 20, I think, because it's an older game. I reckon that'll be about 20. Okay. It's a good game though, and to be fair, like I've played about ten hours of it on PC, and just like, I can't be bothered like going back to sitting here and playing it. Like, it's not the type of game that I want to play it on the PC at the moment. Like, if I'm going to play a PC game, it's going to be like a, a mouse game, like Jurassic World. Jurassic, Jurassic World. Yeah, that would be my go-to. Um, but on That's the Switch <laughs> again, like, like yeah, <laughs> well, for the for the driving, um, <laughs> only for the driving. Like the rest of it's fine, but. Uh, but like playing that game on the Switch, like that appeals to me. <laughs> so it's another one of those ones where we're like, oh, that game, like I'll probably never go back to it. But you put it on the Switch, oh, fucking buy it, yeah, and I'll and I'll go back and I'll play it. <laughs> um, so you can now make your uh, NES, SNES, and Mega Drive controllers wireless using uh, an adapter. Eight bit does DIY kit. Yeah, eight yeah, bit though, which is cool. See the yeah. DIY kit. Do you know if it does it come with all three? 
uh, connections, or do you need to buy them separately? I think it's universal. Okay, cool. Oh, that's pretty sweet. I mean, I can see the sort of need for it, but like, for for me, I'm not like. If no I'm soldering. Playing... Hmm? No soldering. No soldering. No. <laughs> for for me, like, I'm not like I don't have a Mega Drive or an original SNES or a NES kicking about at the moment anyway, so I'm not planning oh, no, to buy it anytime soon. It's it's not universal. It's one for each. Okay, but I mean, even at like, that, like if... twenty dollars. Yeah, but I mean, if it's something that you use, then fair play it's something that, that would be very useful to a lot you of can connect it to your switch can you you can play sonic oh you could pl- oh okay oh, no that <laughs> do you know what that is actually appealing like see to play sonic mania with with a mega drive pad like that actually does sound very appealing <laughs> i might buy one of these <laughs> yeah. oh that would be fucking cool like yeah i'm just yeah okay Oh, bastards. Why did sell me this shit, man? Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, yeah, that's really cool. And if you can connect it to, like... I was thinking it was just for your, uh, like, your old consoles to make... No. But yeah, if you can use that to plug in a USB and, like, play on Switch and stuff, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, nice. Oh, okay, yeah, I, might, I might get one of those then. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, a uh, digital copy of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will use up over half of your storage space in your Switch. I mean, that makes sense. It was the same with Smash Bros. on the Wii U. Like the Switch doesn't have a lot of storage space internally, but I mean it's not a big deal because you can just buy a fucking SD card and they're they're absolutely dirt cheap. Even for a big SD card, like a hundred and twenty-eight gig is what like thirty quid. Like cool, and that would pretty much fit all your games for by a couple of years until the technology becomes better so that you can get bigger cards for cheaper. Like you'll be fine. <laughs> it's not a big deal at all. Um, okay, so apparently uh, Microsoft are going to be showing off all new Xbox hardware at Gamescom. Hmm. I, I'm very dubious of this because it seems like a very kind of small stage to announce it. Not because they're like doing it at Gamescom, but because of the way they're doing it. They're doing like a live inside Xbox show, right? Which doesn't seem like it would be like a big announcement. Like it doesn't sound like Phil Harrison's doing this, for example, like the fucking head of Xbox. And you would expect that if they were announcing like a brand new console, that Phil Harrison's the guy who comes out and goes, "This is the Xbox," blah blah blah, and goes, "Here it is." Oh, you sent me a picture. Why have you sent me a picture? Oh, the, yeah, the wireless. Oh man. Do you know? Right, see the that controller. Yeah. Right. For, for see, for me, that's the Saturn controller. Yeah. Like, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that to play a Mega Drive game. I would want. No, but the, you don't like, need to put it in that one. No, obviously, yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, that's fucking cool. Because I could buy like one of those three button controllers from work for like three quid. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. That. That's. Yeah. That. I mean, the, when is that out? Is that out yet? It's out now, but it's sold out currently on Eight Bit. There was official site. Okay. I need to keep an eye out for that then. It even yeah, comes with the yeah. screw, the only screwdriver you need in the box. Yeah, that's uh, very, very tempting, to be honest. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't realise that until now, because I might have bought that, like, when, originally. I should have looked at that article. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure it will come back in stock. It's, it's the sort of thing that, like, oh, yeah, if it sells out, they'll just make more. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, Spiral Reignited Trilogy... 
is uh, apparently coming to the Switch as well by by the rumours. It makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? That's changed my... Well, Crash, uh, Crash sold well on it, so... Yeah, Crash sold really well originally on like PS4, and then when it came to Xbox and Switch, did really well on Switch. I don't know how well it did on Xbox. Can't imagine it even sold that many. Like people that are in the Xbox kind of ecosystem, like they're not gonna have a huge effect it's, for Crash. It's, it's perfect on Switch, like absolutely brilliant yeah. on screen and off. So it makes complete sense for Spyro to come out there. Is maybe it won't come out day one, but like I imagine it will, it will come out within six months. I don't think they'll wait as long to bring that out this time because it's funny how seeing how well Crash has done like since it launched again this year because like obviously we've seen it like number one in the charts from like weeks and weeks think, last think year and the same again this year yeah exactly yeah and I mean the Switch owners is like people like us as well who are going oh we already bought it on like the PS4 because like, I bought it day one on PS4 and then like mm. when it comes to Switch you're like oh I'd love to be able to play it on the go I'll get it on Switch too like it's kind of a, a no-brainer. It's a really, it is a really good game to be fair. I haven't played it on Switch yet, but like from what you're saying, it sounds like it's the same. Yeah. Um. Okay. So another update came to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and I like that they're still supporting this game, but they're not. I mean, they're not really adding anything to it. These are like such small updates. You're like, okay, like, can you cannot just do like a new up, a new like a brand new update for it that adds like proper new things. Yeah. But anyway, um. So basically, you're getting uh, in this one the Master Cycle Zero and Champions Tunic Link, which are from uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, there's also like ancient tiles and ancient paraglider parts. And basically, it looks like all the ancient like tech from uh, from Breath of the Wild. Like cool, I, I, that, that's good, but like I don't think I'll ever bother with that. No. I, I won't even. I'll download the update for sure, but I'll. Like, I don't play as Link <laughs> in the game at all. Like, I generally play as Toad. So, I'm never going to probably ever see that. Like, but okay, cool, it's there. I, but like I say, I would rather they added, like, if they added more different characters to it and stuff like that, that would be cool. Yeah. Especially if they did them as freebies. Um, The developer of Spec Ops The Line, Jaeger, has announced a new game, which is called The Cycle. And it's... It's called. They're calling it a competitive quester, and it kind of looks a bit like a battle royale game. <laughs> but of it, it it looks it looks cool, so I'll, I'll be interested to see how how that pans out. And like, uh, we'll keep an eye out for like more news on that one because, like, Spec Ops: The Line was fucking amazing. Like, that is probably one of the most underrated games of all time. Like, everybody wrote it off as like a generic army shooter, even yeah. like me, and I'm sure you probably did as well. And um, like at the time when it originally came out and like I played it years after it came out and it's fucking brilliant like such a good game Um, you can now dress up as Link in Monster Hunter Generations on the Switch when it arrives in August that's what I'll do if I get it it's just like you can now play as Link in every game like you can play as him in fucking Mario Kart or uh, or Monster Hunter or or Skyrim or like okay like thanks (laughs) But I'll just play Zelda if I want to be Link. Like that's fine. Most of us <laughs> just finished it. Oh yeah, I, I'm nearly finished. <laughs> <laughs> um, Valve has made the uh, Hori Pokin Tournament DX yeah. Pro controller compatible with uh, Steam in the it's latest a good update. Pad. I've got it. Yeah, I mean that was one of the reasons why I never bought it because it was only compatible with one fucking game. <laughs> like, is it, if I could have used it for something else. 
then I might have got it for the Switch. But it's good that they are uh, updating it for Steam. Not that, like, yeah. for me, I don't think I would ever use it on Steam. I, I'm not, like, uh, as you know, I'm not particularly into fighting games that much. So, no. Smash Bros. may change that. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Crash Bandicoot is, does remain top on the Amazon, uh, the Amazon on the Despite. UK sales chart. Despite the uh, Prime Day disruption with all the, the games on sale. Um, yeah, I mean, Crash sold a lot because it came out on Switch and, and Xbox, but mostly Switch. Yeah. Um, the Spider-Man uh, PS4 Pro console, I can't remember if we were talking about this last week, but they... No. no uh, so they announced the Spider-Man like, PS4 Pro console, which is like a red uh, console, and it has like a giant Spider-Man logo and it comes with a red controller. Um, they're also doing a, a slim version of it as well for one may, terabyte hard drive. May, may have pre-ordered it. Did you get the Pro or the Slim? Mate, I've ordered the Pro. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you had a Pro before. Oh, that's fucking mad. You had a yeah. Pro before. <laughs> yeah. Not that one. Not this one. Not that one. I mean, I remember when I remember when you bought the red PS3. Like, as soon yeah. as I saw the pictures, I'm like, Ali's oh, going to fucking buy this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. But yeah, do you know, like, uh, I saw a red PS3, but it was a different <laughs> colour of red from, really? like, the one that you had. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I've never seen this one before. I was it the slim as well? Um, yeah, it was a slim one, not the super slim, though. It was but, the slim uh, I had, though. Remember, I seen yeah, it in games, yeah. and I'm pounds for that slim with two controllers. Yeah, <laughs> but, this, but this one was a different colour <laughs> of red. This, it looked so, this was it close looked to so PS4 cool. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I mean, you might be close to PS5. Like, PS5, like this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the value, the value, in the, oh, it's a limited edition. Mm-hmm. And it does look cool. Like, I don't like the controller on it. To be fair, like I don't like the white buttons, but I don't mind it. The way the, the, way the design is, the co- the console itself though looks really cool. Yeah, and it comes with Spider Man, obviously. Yeah, and you get the game as well. So, and and you were going to buy the game regardless yep. either way. So, yeah, it makes it makes sense. Um, e access, yeah, uh, e access added which means game which does mean though Andy, I'm holding off on Horizon Zero Dawn, play it in 4K on the Pro. Uh, well, that makes sense. That's one of the games that's like best optimized for. Uh, yeah. for Pro. I mean, I played that on my original PS4, and it was it was fucking on my original TV, and it was lovely. So I've been kind of waiting for them to put out the you know the DLC that they brought out for it. Yeah. I kind of thought they would do that as a standalone as well, but it they've just had the complete edition. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, I mean, the complete edition's there, but like, I'm not that. I don't really need to play any of the rest of the game. I would just rather buy the buy this uh, the thingy digital, like the that, like digital Last of Us, um, like Last of Us, did, yeah, yeah. Two pound forty nine just now in sale. <laughs> hmm. But it doesn't seem to be so. Um, uh, Dante's Inferno is the the game that's went into the EA Access Vault. Great. Like that just went backwards compatible as well. So if I do want to try it, I don't need to pay any money for it. Like that's handy. Uh, I, I swear The Sims Four must be close to EA Access. <laughs> probably, um, mate. It probably is. It's constantly yeah. on sale. Yeah. Do you know what I'm very surprised at that we're talking about? Every time I think I'm not buying NHL this year, I'm not buying it, and then like see about like they've added pond hockey and what looks like a story mode. I'm like, I need to try this because I like bringing my player up from the 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 minor leagues up to the NHL mm-hmm. as I tell you every year but imagine taking them from the pond to the NHL mm-hmm. <sighs> that changes the game but the weird thing is to finish that NHL 18 isn't on access yet 
And like last year, it was on Access by March. I was so annoyed, remember, with 17. I bought it in October and it was on by March. It's like, wow. But 18's still not there. And I mean, we're close to 19 coming out. So, I mean, that's a full year of 18 without it being on near enough. Did you did you ever get 18? I can't remember. Yeah, I bought it day one. Like, Mark kind of talked me into it, even though I said, no, I'm not doing it then. And then he got me hyped trailers one day in the shop. Ah, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to get it. And then I played it like a few times, and then I was meant to play Mark at it, and I never got around to it, and I haven't been back to it much. But they didn't change it enough from 17. You know how every few years EA does that. Mm. If it's FIFA, yeah. it's every year, but they don't yeah. change that much. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so Nintendo's been uh, targeting ROM sites in a new lawsuit. Basically, they're trying to get rid of a lot of the ROM sites. I think it's because because the, the wrong things are hosting yeah like the mini nes and the mini snes they're hosting so much shit that is getting well, downloaded by people that are buying their stuff and hacking it well, and all that and they're like yeah we're just trying to eliminate this plus the one, the one, that, I, sell it to you. The one that i bought the one that i downloaded was like complete rom set i think it's those ones they're targeting because it was like complete english rom set and like you said they're trying to obviously going to release these on the switch soon so they're going to want to clamp yeah. down on it for folk to buy it otherwise like i'm like I'm never like going to take it off my mini NES or SNES. Like I've got the games I want now. Now that that's working, they don't come off. Like it's different from a Wii, where like I'll swap the USB stick now and then to play games. You know what I mean? I'm not going to keep yeah. Wii Sports permanently, but I'll occasionally drop it over. But the NES is full now. I don't need to ever update that or do anything to it. Mm. Yeah, and I'm the same with the book. Like with the SNES, like I've got all the games that I would ever want to play on it sitting there good to go and the only thing that that i would say is that if they like and i think if they'd brought the games out already on the switch then i wouldn't have bald hacking it like i probably wouldn't have bought the thing like see if i could play donkey kong country one two they're taking so long they could have pulled the trigger on day one yep are you telling me you couldn't have pulled the trigger day one uh, yeah, I totally agree, mate. Like, and there's no reason that they couldn't have ported some of those games. Fair enough. They like, have, Andy, they could have ported the complete Virtual Console over without a mm-hmm. blink of yep. an eyelid. It's literally a switch. They don't need to optimize them or anything. It's playable. Yep, I totally agree, mate. <laughs> and like, I would have, I would have bought a lot of these games on the Switch. And are you are you telling me the Joy Cons wouldn't function as a stand-in Wiimote for Wii games? Mm, yeah, no, they totally work as a, as a Wiimote. I mean, look at look at some of the motion control games that are like yeah. One Two Switch and like um, Mario Tennis even has it. Like, so they've, they've released that, that Beach Sports or whatever yeah. it is, Vacation Island or Go Vacation. Uh, yeah, Go Vacation yeah, that's yeah. a Wii game. Yeah, that's a Wii game. I mean, that's that's kind of one of my worries with that coming out. Is like if that does well, and like if well, have you not seen up, you're gonna see my horse coming. my horse stable twos on it? Oh my god! From the Wii, it's on the oh the, the Switch store. I seen it last night, and I'm like. What the fuck? I hope that's not getting a physical release. I don't want to buy that. <laughs> Jeez, I'm like every time I every time I I see an announcement of like a a new port of a, like an old old game like that, I'm like I tense up going, need to buy this. Does it come physical? <laughs> I like, pre-ordered another game on the Switch this week though. Um, mm-hmm. The Video Kid looks like Paperboy. Okay, it's like an eighties one. It's in the coming soon. Mm-hmm. It's like five six pounds maybe and like it's got like unlockable cautions like Marty mcfly but it's paperboy but he delivered vhs pirate videotapes but it's got like he-man riding down the street and the ghostbusters <laughs> car you have to dodge it's like a total nostalgia trip so i'm like yeah i'm, I'm down for that cool that sounds quite cool yeah. I, I never really liked paperboy to be fair but like yeah, yeah. like that, that sounds interesting and like hopefully they've updated a little bit so that it's not like quite oh, no, this is updated it looks more like 
you know that sort of blocky kind of crossy road Minecrafty style graphics. It looks mm. kind of like that. Um, Square Enix has issued uh, a couple of apologies because uh, Octopath Traveler keeps selling out. <laughs> it does, like even Amazon's barely got a physical copy on it. Yeah, and like any time when like we have seen it coming at the shop, it's like out within probably an hour. Like on the website, we've not been able to put one in the shelf of it. It's yep. made it to the merch table after being bought in and labelled. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've had a trade and save longer than five minutes. Yep. <laughs> the uh, but yeah, like uh, I haven't picked it up yet because. It's like because of the time it's come out, it's like right near the end of the month. So, but I'm very tempted to have because I've watched some videos of like people doing reviews and like playing and stuff like that, and it looks fucking good, like really good. I I just don't want another RPG on top of the couple that I'm playing just now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's totally understandable, and I should 100% finish Zelda before I even look yes. at getting this. So, but yeah, it's kind it of looks cool. <laughs> It does look really cool. Um, Silent Hill HD Collection and Homecoming are now battles compatible on Xbox One. Cool. Silent Hill's like Resident Evil cousin. Yeah, I mean... Some folk like it. Some folk Fred like likes it, I think. I like... Yeah, it's Fred and Jam really like it. And and I like... Honestly, like, anytime when they add a battles compatible game, great. It doesn't matter what it is, to be fair. It's good like, they're still going with this. I did think Xbox would stop this eventually, but no, it seems as if they are trying to get as many as possible. Yeah, I thought I thought they would run out, and like I, I think that I kind of just just assumed that like one E three they would just turn around and go like, and now every every like, single game he or like every single game is compatible or like here's a list of like I think there's still some optimizing games. they have to do. Yeah, there, there is there, there is some kind of work involved in like actually doing it, and I don't imagine it's huge. They probably get some fucking intern to do it, but like somebody has to like I th- I think a lot of it is just playtesting it to make sure that it will run yeah <laughs> like on their emulator and yeah. once they can get it once they can do that somebody plays through the game they're like okay cool that's fine put it out I'm very surprised nobody's replicated that emulator yet or maybe they have well they don't the thing is they don't need to like you can just fucking like buy an Xbox One I mean you can get an Xbox One really cheap True. now and play any, three, any 360 game on it that you would ever want to play pretty much um, but yeah, it's, I, I like Battles compatibility on this. It's really good, and like the fact that and not, not that I've played very many of the games, but I like the fact that the option is there to do that. Um, and I, one day when I get time, I will go and finish Assassin's Creed One. <laughs> that's my main Battles compatible game that I want to play, and that I do have. <laughs> and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, I will, I will play that one day because <laughs> I've never played it. Um, anyway, um, some cheat codes have been discovered in Sonic Mania Plus. Which I think is cool as fuck because mm-hmm. obviously the original Sonic games had cheat codes in them. Oh, like, I think it was, yeah, they did not have it like through the music select in some of the games and stuff like that it as well. It was the day it came out in Sonic Two. Yeah, they did all sorts of things in it, so it's Debug really mode. cool that it's yeah, it's really cool that it's in plus and uh, maybe if I'd put the codes in, it might make it easier for me to actually complete the game. Do not, <laughs> do, not do that. Not gonna lie, I might do that. <laughs> Give me Super Sonic. Oh man. Like, cause I haven't. I've got. I haven't even, just get the No, no, no. Like, but I haven't even seen Super Sonic in a game, and I, I kind of want to. And I'm, like, yeah, it's very tempting just to put the code in. Um. Anyway, um, Idola <laughs> Fantasy Star Saga was announced. This was this was you just teasing me with this news. Yeah. No. <laughs> this is the RPG for uh, for smartphones. Coming out. Like, fuck off. Where is <laughs> Fantasy Star Online too? Like, come on. For the Vita. Like, um, I mean, there's no. I, I mean, it came it came out on a Vita in Japan. Yeah, like, yeah. They, just they, learn they, Japanese. 
they did say that they were supposed to be bringing it to PS4 like over here like a couple it's of years coming. ago but it's never happened like maybe it'll come to the Switch like that's, the only, that's the only hope that I have that Star Online 2 which was my most anticipated game for three years in a row <laughs> <laughs> the VN and it never ever came out I'm like fucking hell you still um, need your brother to be able to chat to folk where you play from Australia so you need to figure right, that out yeah I'm, like if if they brought it out on Switch then I think I would buy him a Switch like just so I could play that with them. <laughs> but or even if they brought it, even if they still bring it out on Vita, like I, I would just buy a Vita for them and ship it over. Like, and be like, you need to play this, and he'd be like, "What the fuck is this old piece of tech? Like, what's yeah. this shit? Like, <laughs> throw away." <laughs> um. So, oh, here this is a strange bit of news, right? In in Japan, Sega is publishing Crash Bandicoot on the Switch. <laughs> Why? Which is a very strange one. Like, well, I mean, I don't know who's publishing it. Like over here, It'll be Activision, maybe Activision. Activision. Yeah, so maybe Activision doesn't have like a publishing wing in or like a distribution channel in Japan. So they've got they've done it through Sega instead. So imagine starting up Crash Bandicoot and seeing the Sega. Yeah, I mean that's fucking like that's quite cool though. Like, I want that version now. Yeah, I kind of want that version. Like, because you have because it's it, I mean it's originally like, Sony exclusive. <laughs> Being put out by Sega on a Nintendo console, like that is all kinds of fucked up. Like that's all the that's all amazing. the crossover. Like oh my god, but yeah, really cool. Um, oh, uh, uh, some guy over here uh, basically asked EA for all the information on him they had on him um, as like a GDPR request. So like this the new like oh. new essentially like not not copyright new like. Um, data protection stuff over in Europe over here and uh, EA gave him like hundreds of pages of like all his transactions in FIFA and stuff like that that he had as well as like recordings of his phone calls that he'd made to like EA customer service and things so he he worked out that he'd spent over £10,000 in two years on FIFA that's nuts like what a fucking idiot and also like what the fuck is this guy doing for his job that he has that much money that he can throw away on nothing like I mean, we like we we discussed this a little bit in like in the chat, but like we've spent a lot of money on our digital mm. game collections, but we have the digital game collection to show for it. Like this yeah. guy's FIFA points, like they're only in existence for that one game as well. For last and, year, like, once yeah, once that game is done, you move on to the next game, and then that's it. Like you don't yeah. carry the shit over. Like it's done, and you that's it. Dead. And the thing is, like, once wow. the servers for that year eventually fade off, you've lost it forever. Whereas the digital games we've got, as long as doing the backwards compatibility, will always be available. Yep, and and I mean even like even the games that like for example myself, I've spent a lot more money on like on uh, PlayStation stuff than what I have done on like Xbox stuff. Like, oh no, I can't access it on a PS4. I could just go buy a PS3 and I could download all the games. Like it's this the stuff is there, it's still available to me, it's tagged to my account. So like I can I get access to it if I want. No games worth five grand a year. No, absolutely not. No. Like even people like people don't even spend that much on like World of Warcraft like, no. like So yeah, fuck FIFA like for doing for like having that to do that. Like I mean, oh my god, like imagine making your game so that it compels people to spend that much money on it. Like Wow, and then like getting away with it and not even caring, <laughs> like being happy with that. Holy fuck! Like make a good game that people want to play and like yeah, don't don't make this. That's like predatory behavior. 
like me like not necessarily making somebody spend that much money but compelling them to spend that much money on one game wow yeah I think how many hours that guy sunk into that game as well though like what a waste of time like FIFA's FIFA's alright and like like Pez and stuff like that's alright but wow <laughs> like Jesus don't do that like if you have if you're spending that amount of money on like something like that you have a problem like that's a fucking gambling problem 100% go to like Gambles Anonymous or whatever it's called like this guy needs some help um okay other news uh Oh, this was actually quite an interesting one. So, NBA 2K... Um, no, NBA like, Playgrounds 2 is yeah. now being published by 2K. Yes, so, like, and they've kind of retitled it, like, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. Is that is that right? Yeah, which makes no sense, because there wasn't an NBA Playgrounds 1. There was NBA Playgrounds 1. This is effectively a new title. I, th- I don't like the way that the, this title has been handled, like, but I do think that it's... Good that they've brought it under I think the, it's going to be better because, yeah, like there was some issues with it that me and you were too bothered with because it was mostly online play. But yeah, I can see why that's an issue. Two K is doing it; they done really well with the NBA last year on the Switch, and I'll probably get it again this year. Um, and I mean, it, it it just showed up FIFA last year of like, yes, you can get a full fat version. It's nothing to do with Switch limitations; it's just laziness because Two K on the Switch, yeah, graphically didn't look as good as Xbox One, but it's not going to. But uh, the full game there. So I, I'm more hopeful. I will get this one because I enjoyed the NBA play what it was. Yeah, man, and uh, I think that like the fact that two K is involved with it means that it's probably going to get a physical release. It's probably and I think it will probably license. Do. Well, Playground's yeah. got a physical release as well. Oh, did it? Yeah, Jeez, and the Shack edition also. Fucking fuck Shack through that game was terrible. No, no, <laughs> no, no. NBA NBA Playgrounds like the Legends edition was like. No, I'm talking. Right. I'm talking about two mm. K. NBA two K eighteen had two editions for the Switch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NBA Playgrounds just did one version. Did it, Did it come out physical though? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Am I wrong? I don't know. Yes, don't I'm did. wrong. False yeah. information. Fake news. Yeah, because <laughs> I've tried to keep up to date on like what's coming out physical and not. And I, I get mixed that, up. That yeah, the Shaq edition was NBA two K eighteen because that was okay. the Legends one. Because uh, I know I get two copies because Game get the Gold edition. I went no getting it from game even though the Spider-Man mm. console's from game but I didn't have much choice hmm. um, okay the uh, there's a new game coming out which is basically Mario Kart but with Nickelodeon characters Rugrats Spongebob Turtles and that that sounded shit to me until I seen that the Turtles were in it and then I'm like okay I'm gonna f- well, like it's coming out physical to Switch anyway so like I'm gonna buy it but I would I would like to play a demo of some sort first to make sure the physics are okay in it because very few kart racers cut the muscle mm-hmm. because Mario Kart's kind of got that market locked down. Like, don't get me wrong, Sonic Racing's good, but, I mean, not many other versions. Everybody thinks you can just take take popular characters and put them in a racing game and it'll work, but remember Little Big Planet Racing? Like, you can well, make any character you popular, want. Those weren't popular characters, though, like the sack boys. I have a brown racing game. Racing, kart yeah. racing games are meant to be colourful, but no, we're mm. going to make a brown version. Like, what's a popular mascot, PlayStation boffins? Yeah, what do kids like? Do they like bright blue? Do they like red? Do they like yellow or orange? Mm. No, let's make our mascot brown. Yeah, I mean, like, so if you look at the, if you look at the kart racers that have been out and like done well uh, Crash Racing you've got Crash Bandicoot like Crash Team Racing like that that was good and it did well and then you've got like Sega All-Stars you've got Sega All-Stars with Sonic 
and like Diddy that, Kong. that was good. Diddy Kong. So like, there's definitely precedent for like having a good like mascot type based racing game, um, that's not Mario. So there's a market here for this. Probably not as much on the Switch as there would be on the other consoles because there isn't. Like this is the Mario Kart competitor for the other consoles because they don't well, have that. Sonic Team Racing's coming out another. Con- yeah, so that that's my only thing is though like I'm going to buy the Sonic Team Racing game day one because I, I really liked the last two, um. But this one looks kind of cool. Like I like the character roster that they've got here. Like the, the I've seen games like this come and go before. Yeah, but I mean I think that like I don't know that I've seen a character roster like this before that's. All the characters are strong, and like I, I know these characters, and I like them, and I know that Bethany like likes or loves at least a good chunk of these. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's got Hey Arnold and stuff as well. Yeah, but, like Rugrats is getting, you know, it's getting a reboot. Is- yeah, yeah. So like, I, I think that like, because obviously I remember these from like when, from when, from when I was young, and like obviously I love the turtles, and I liked Hey Arnold back in the day, and Rugrats, and uh. Spongebob as well like Spongebob is kind of universal and like mm. I've played some Spongebob games before and they've all been terrible trash but like a racer with Spongebob and Patrick like yeah okay cool there's like, been a racer with Spongebob before. there probably has yeah but like not with fucking not with the turtles in it <laughs> like the other Spongebob characters are like kind of nonsense but like and if you replace them with turtles characters this is this is gonna I think this is a kind of one that uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna look like it's a kids shit game, and it's actually gonna be really good. That that's my prediction. Oh, it's gonna be brilliant. I'm not day one on it, but Sonic Ra- is Sonic Racing this year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's run about the same time as this actually, like, which, which is a weird one. Uh, the, the company that's making Sonic. it is uh, Bam Tang is the developer, which I've never heard of before. I don't know what they made. Um, but it's been, it's been published by. Uh, Game Mill Entertainment, who also did Cartoon Network Battle Crashers. Obviously, it's kind oh, of a similar here's, story. Here's one that's disappointing news. Sorry, while I'm on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, the I, I renewed my Prime because it's usually my birthday every year, and they actually said that the two pound off new games for Prime members is going to be no longer after like August or something. Yeah, man. So like that, all that means is that any of the games which you're planning to buy, they should just pre-order them now. Pre-order right now, so you get two <laughs> pre-order. Off. Pre-order before, before like whenever I can't remember what the cutoff date is, but like pre-order by then, um, so you get two pound off. Like, yeah, you can always cancel it later if you decide that. Oh, I don't. Yeah, they it. actually said that all orders until this date will. Mm. I'll, I'll, it's I'll kind of sucky that they're getting rid of yeah. that. You know. Oh, Andy's away. So yeah, it's kind of sucky that Amazon's doing that, but. Yeah in uh, Team Sonic Racing because uh, the other ones have been really good before um, but I'm not as sold as Andy as I am on this Nickelodeon one I mean don't get me wrong like the characters are cool but I'm not sure Team Sonic Racing though, I'm not sure it's out though it says late 2018 so and it's not meant to be in the same series as the other ones but something tells me it's going to be exactly the same. like the colors are the same characters are kind of the same I'm fine, like I'll get Sonic Racing like Mario Kart's all good and well but like I like a new game, I wish Mario Kart 9 had come out instead of Mario Kart 8 again now actually, as much as the update was good Um, I don't see any more news that is really that great we've got the list here, oh new Metal Gear Solid 5 update, let's play quiet don't know why they're even updating that game still Um, 
the games we go get announced for August, which are pretty good. Uh, so Dead Space, Forza Horizon 2, For Honor, uh, Dead Space 3, and Epic Mickey Power 2. I think Andy's interested in trying For Honor, but I absolutely hate it. Uh, it's absolutely terrible. Uh, one in two Japanese Switch owners, which is a lot. A lot. And E Origins no longer giving away free games. Fine. Never used it anyway. Um, Celtic has been announced as the official Pez Partner Club. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I've sorry. I've just been reading down. Yeah. I mean, Pez. Like I like the I like that the Scottish football like the Scottish Premiership is in Pez this year. Like uh, yeah. I didn't buy last year's, I only played it through like, Game Pass. Yeah. Um, but I I'll definitely I, I'm probably gonna buy this year's day one because I've been more into like football stuff. I remember the amount of complaints I used to get because Rangers wanting a FIFA game for like. <laughs> so I bought this. I wanted to turn it. Why Celtic's in it? I don't want to play it. Rangers aren't in it. Yeah, but they they have to be in the. T- you don't get how this works. Um, so yeah, I got I got to one and two Japanese Switch owners have a copy of Splatoon two, and you can read the last the last one. Okay, I, I just wanted to touch on the, the Amazon thing you were talking about there. So like, what they're doing instead of that two pound discount is that they're do they're pushing a whole lot of stuff through Twitch Prime now. So like, yeah. what they want you to do is like they want you to do everything through Twitch Prime and get the Twitch like installer on your PC, and they'll give you a bunch of like free Twitch games, which you you'll never do because. Like you don't play on PC, but it's good for people that do play on PC. But shit for anyone that doesn't. That's not everybody though. No, definitely not. And I think with their uh, like their pre-orders, they're probably seeing that it doesn't really make a whole lot of difference at this point. But and I think the two pound off thing has kind of already done its job because people are now in the habit of going to Amazon pre-ordering the game, and then that's it. Yep. <laughs> it's done. And um, so like the people will just continue to do that even if they don't get two pound off. Which, I mean, is totally true because even games which haven't offered like the £2 discount... Until like, they start know. asking me to pay up front, mm. I'll always order Amazon and hold it there yeah. to see if the price drops. Yep, totally. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, they do the price promise. and, and You don't pay till well. two days before it's out or something or a day. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I'm totally still happy pre-ordering from... For limited uh, edition, things are hard to get games yeah. like Octopath Traveler, you're guaranteed mm. at day one. Yep. Well, not for everything. <laughs> I've seen a couple of things sometimes where it's been like, yeah, there's been like an issue with it, but it happens rarely with Amazon, whereas like if you're from game or that, it Constant. happens quite often. Um, okay, so uh, where did we get to? Sorry, I've, The last uh, one with uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, you got all the way down? Yeah. Oh, there wasn't too many more anyway. Uh, yeah, so Fortnite is... Uh, Fortnite players keep trying to hold funerals at a gravestone. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Yeah, they keep holding these like funerals at this gravestone they've added to the new maps, and people just keep plowing them down with cars as expected. No wonder, yeah, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> yeah, like... congregate. So we'll move on to what we've been playing, and I haven't played mm. too much, so I'll rush through. So I tried Sonic yeah. the Fighters. Don't mm. know if you've played this. Oh, I've played this game because uh, this came. Uh, this was in an arcade, and I don't. I never played an arcade, but it was on one of the. I think it was Sonic Gems collection on the PS2. See, I'd never played it. I had Sonic Gems Collection, also the Sonic Mega Collection, and the Sega Sonic Collection, or whatever it was, and the Sega Mega Drive. Everything. Mm. <laughs> There's another five copies of Sonic 1 I already had. Yep. Um, <laughs> so this is basically Sonic, but in the Virtua Fight engine. Um, mm. I never owned this, it's just I had my Xbox voucher I got free with all those uh, Amazon Prime yep. um, 
get Xbox Gold I bought, and uh, it was three ninety nine. So basically, you've got Sonic, Tails, Knack, who I call Knack because it's Knack the Weasel, but he's called Fang the Sniper in other games. Mm. Uh, you get Knuckles, Espio, Amy, and then two random ones. I think possibly either for this game or from the Riders game that no one played. Bark the Polar Bear and Bean the Duck. No one's going to mm. play them. And I think you can unlock Robotnik and. Um, Metal Sonic. Sonic, I've not done that yeah, Um, so basically you play through them one at a time, it's basic controls, punch, you can spin dash you can glide his knuckles, you've got a hammer attack with Amy it's fine, I'm not going to complain at £4 but I'm probably not going to play this game a lot. No, it's it's not a particularly good game, like it's just the Virtua Fighter engine essentially with like Sonic stages, yeah. Shoved into it, like, and I don't even think it's not much story. Yeah, I don't think it's the full like Virtual Fighter engine. It's no, the member of Virtual Fighter Kids that they did. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's basically that, but with Sonic characters. Yeah, and it it looks cool. Like getting to play as a full three D Sonic, like great, but like it's really slow. Like that's why I remember the game so slow. Virtual Fighter's not the best fighting game either. No, it's not. Even the new ones are like still feel slow. (laughs) Yeah. Compared to like Street Fighters, got that locked down and Tekken's always yep. clapping. Now you've got like some There's not really room in this world for the likes of Dead or Alive or Virtua Fighter. Well, Dead or Alive will have its market with the perverts, you know what I mean? But mm. Virtua Fighter, no one wants that game now. You release no, it and very few people buy it. Um, so I'm still playing through Doom. I'm grinding through Hell. Like I'm, I thought it was nearly at the end. I think last time we were on the show, I was playing it. Um, I've now got to a point where it's actually kind of bored me slightly because it's more like I'm getting to I've basically fought every monster type by the looks of it and I'm heading towards the boss and it's like I'm entering not a new room because it's all outside but say a new area and then it's like these things these creatures that spawn the other creatures so you have to kind of take care of them first and then it like it's almost as if I'm grinding through like every monster rapid succession and then opening a door and going to the next area so it's like you fight the first monsters in the game the skeletons then you fight the zombies then you fight the big jumping guys then you fight the big skeletons with the rocket launcher on the back and then you fight the big moon-faced mars-looking devil creatures and it's like rinse and repeat rinse and repeat so i've done that like three times and i went you know what i'm putting this down before i give this game a full bad review once i've finished it on still enjoying it but I just need mm. to take a break from that because it seemed like I played two hours worth of it mm. and yeah I died a couple of times but it's like you yeah, in a room and it's like an open arena and it's got like you can jump down or you can jump to the middle and get like a power up to take them all out and it's like when do you get the power up when the giants the sort of like big lumbering guys come in or do you wait to the end to the faster you know the skeleton the main sort of enemy that was the figure with the rocket launchers yeah. backpack thing yeah and it's just rinse and repeat just now um, still not went back to Wolfenstein though but yeah I'm not going to be trading that game because I need to finish it but I wanted to finish Doom first because I've already put time in but I might just at this stage jump onto Wolfenstein uh, the new order because I, I need to play the second one because I got it physical and I want to get it finished and trade it because there's no longevity in that game because as far as I know it isn't on Switch don't get me wrong if Season Pass does come I might be tempted to keep it for extra content but there's no multiplayer yeah, no, I don't think the season pass is on the Switch, is it? I'm not no. Sure. So, uh, Fortnite, played a bit of it on holiday count, and it's mostly because I get pissed off with the PlayStation, so I did what I told you, Andy. I went, logged in my original account, changed my username, and then made a brand new account and put Ali Kenobi, and I just linked it to Switch and Xbox straight away because, nice. like, I-, I had bought one Battle Pass, but I'd rather give that completely up and have access over both consoles if I want to play it to all my stuff. 
You're like, mm, yep. now that I've linked it to Xbox and Switch, I can then link it to my phone if I ever play it on my phone or any other version. Like, it's just such a sucky thing Sony's done with that. Um, don't have too much to say about that. But then I want to talk about a couple of more games, but like, I'll talk about a, a game that I picked up. It's a ROM hack game. Uh, made by, oh, I'm not sure if it was Taxman and Stealth, like because Taxman's obviously Christian Whitehead who went on to Mania and Stealth works there too, but yeah. they were big on the ROM hacking scene, which is when you get the Sonic code and you basically input your own parts, like you know your level editor in debug mode, mm, yeah. more more advanced version of that where like they've they've done it before with I know Mighty and Rare added into Sonic Mania, but that wasn't the first rodeo. They've added like different characters into other games, and this one's called Sonic the Hedgehog Classic Heroes, right? Now, what this game is, and it's really cool, they've combined Sonic 1 and 2 into one game. So you've got mm-hmm. both those games, and you can play it as Sonic, Sonic and Tails, or Tails by himself, which is fine. But you can also play it as Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, and you push A to change between the three of them, right? So Oh, just like change at will? Yeah, change at will. So oh, when nice. you play Sonic and Tails, normally Tails just follows you, mm. right? But in this game, say, oh, I wish I'd went as Knuckles so I could climb up there. That's fine. Push A, change to Knuckles. Like it works the same way Sonic Heroes does on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So that's fine, right? And they've got two sets of emeralds, which you, you hate. Like you collect your fifty rings, and at mm-hmm. the end of the stage, you can jump through the giant ring and you play the Sonic One. You know, doom, 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 the twisting sort of turning. It's a horrible special stage. And if you collect your fifty rings and hit a star post, you can go to the Sonic Two special stage, which is great. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Your issue here is, I don't know if you remember playing with Sonic and Tails in this, if you are Sonic and Tails, Tails will occasionally lag behind you and not be able to dodge the bombs. Yep. Right. Imagine that with three of them. <laughs> okay, right, right. Oh, almost God. impossible to do that. Now, on the Sonic 1 special stages, it's easy. But on the Sonic 2, it's got all three of them running. Hmm. So very difficult. But the reason that I picked up this game is I'm a big fan of Sonic the comic, love Sonic, so do you, and Chaotix, I've always wanted to play that game, and I hope Sonic Mania's uh, Encore mode that I talked about before mm-hmm. was um, a kind of precursor to him making Chaotix again, because it's never one digital-only download that's no longer a service anymore. I uh, can't remember what it was for. Um, but anyway, you can play as Team Chaotix in this. And obviously Mighty, to me, is in Chaotix, but he's not in this. So I went, I was like, yeah, I'm playing Mighty. And I like playing Mighty in Sonic Mania Plus because he's a cool character, but this one you can play as Espio, Charmy, nice. and Vector, right? And they've got their moves from Chaotix. And it's so cool playing as them because, like, Espio doesn't have a spin dash. You put him down and he goes down and you push it and he kind of, like, spins like a top and he doesn't have, like, a spin, so it's almost... It's like completely different, uh, and I think I showed you like they've added. Even though this is a ROM hack, like if you stop, you know how Sonic taps his foot. Well, SPO like blends into the background, and I showed you a wee video of it. Yep. I think yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Now, uh, Vector's kind of got like a he's he does like a spin when you spin attack when you jump, but he also can kind of stick to a wall for a second. He can't climb up at like knuckles, but like you know if you fall and you hit a wall, you kind of grip for a second and then fall. Um, he's also kind of got a, it's not a full like glide like Knuckles you know that it's slow it's kind of a fast sort of glide that he does um, but then you've got Charmy B who oh my god he's overpowered I never thought I'd say that for a Sonic game but he's tiny for one right but if you hit double tap A to fly you push up and he goes straight to the top because obviously B's can probably fly he's not like mm. a tail he's not like mm. a fox trying to keep himself up so again great playing all three of them for a lap 
you're never going to complete the game because there's no way you can do Sonic 2 special stages because, you know, you push left, there's a slight delay with the character behind you. So yeah. when you get three of them, they'll hit it. So what I'm doing out of those ones is I'm playing through as Espio because he was my second favourite in Chaotix after Mighty. So I'm going to play it through as Espio. And like that's like a completely different experience because when you jump, he spins like Tasmanian Devil instead of doing a spin attack. Right, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, mm-hmm. So it's really cool to get used to these sort of physics, and they've kind of made some changes to Sonic One and Two as well to make them fit better together. But there's no like new levels really or anything. Um, and I, like this was twenty four quid, twenty three ninety nine, and it came with like a box and a cart, and like I'm playing it on my HD Mega Drive. It works an absolute treat. So um, I'd highly recommend it. Like it's don't get me wrong, it's good fun, like blasting through Sonic One as mm-hmm. with the three of them. But you're never going to get all the emeralds or anything. The weird thing is, though, they've split it into, like, Chaos Emeralds and then Sol Emeralds, which were from Sonic Rush, which are from Blaze's Dimension. But I suppose it's a cool way to justify having both sets of them. Um, But, yeah, I'm really enjoying that, and it's cool to add it to my collection. They've got another one called Sonic Megamix, which was remix levels, and you can play as Sonic, Mighty, or Shadow. So I'm kind of tempted by that and having this cool collection of varied Sonic titles in my library. But so far, and I'll say this, Andy, that would I would recommend you picking it up for a Mega Drive if you get one, be, even though it's not an official one, because I think this is the best way to play through Sonic 1 and 2 now. Hmm. I really do. For that price, I can't argue with it either. And yes, you can download it to your PC for free. Yes, you can blah, blah. But there's something nice about having, you know, the box and the cartridge. Mm-hmm. Really like that. It's the same for Sonic 3 Complete, although that feels more like an official game compared to this one, if you know what I mean. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, but it's a really well done ROM hack, so it doesn't feel like it's like a fan made game. Do you know what I mean? They've implemented Team Chaotix so well to it, and I'm just in the mid players. So, played a couple more games, Andy. Um, one of them I was talking about on Twitter, but we'll start with the other one that's in the same kind of series uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, back to it in the Switch again. <laughs> and obviously, I'm trying to find. Uh, uh, I'm trying to finish the story. And I told you about the time, I believe that I kept driving to Whiterun, they kept killing me. Mm-hmm, yep. And it's for the Dragonborn quest, right? Now I've looked this up, and it's a glitch. Like, apparently they appear randomly in the game to the, the mountain and spoke to the Greybeards, and you've got your first shout, but they're like a level 20 quest. And a lot of people are complaining, saying they keep nailing me, and the only way to get rid of it is to delete the DLC mm-hmm. and reinstall it when you get to that point. Now, there's my problem. Can't do that in Switch. Can't do that in Switch. <laughs> so... Um, what happened was I had to find some horn cave so I avoided white run and went the long way around the mountain right because that's where the cults kept killing me now if you remember like it's before you get to the wizarding school there's like a mountain pass on snow and it's yep. where you basically meet the second dragon mm. right so I took the long way around the dragon nailed me the autosave didn't kick in and I lost an hour of progress <laughs> I hate that I forgot that it doesn't autosave constantly unless you like yeah. open a dungeon or go in a door yeah, so I didn't a door, yeah. So I went back, right, so the next time I got to the same dragon and ran away and managed to survive, because I'm only level 6, you don't want to fight that dragon straight away. Lydia, my companion, somehow survived as well, because I was like, (laughs) every man for themselves. And I'm like, why are you still alive? And then uh, I got through the cave eventually, and someone had stole the horn, and he says, to book a room in Riverfell to talk, which is like the first village you enter after you escape the Hmm. thing, right? So I fast travelled to Riverfell thinking I'm safe, um, the game autosaves as I exit the first house and a cultist corners me and says, hey, are you the Dragonborn? 
everything you see, and he keeps killing me and killing me and killing me. The only time I managed to fight back, actually, they accidentally set a, a guard on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the guards started going mental when they killed me, so I'm like, right. Mm. So I thought, I'm going to go back, and hopefully when I reload, I'll be able to be at Riverfell, thinking it would autosave. Yeah. It did, and what I forgot I'd done, because I thought I'd be smart, because I kept saving after the first time I lost, Mm-hmm. was delete all the saves up to that point because, so that I didn't mm-hmm. get mixed up and the only save that's left is this save when I'm in this house so I'm fine if I stay in this house with a woman <laughs> complaining the woman's complaining that I'm in her house mm-hmm. but the minute I leave the house the cultists are like walking down the road now I don't know I don't think they'll come in the house but because it's a pre-scripted event where they kind of like walk up to me and I get caught in it mm. I don't I don't know if I can continue with Skyrim if I have to start again, like, and from you scratch. Can't, you can't run away from them, no? No. I don't well, know if I wait just... it out. Like, I, I didn't practice waiting it out because, like, mm-hmm. I was just in the house and, like, every time, like, you exit, they're walking down the street and because, like, the houses in Riverfell have all got those wooden, like, bits at the side of them, you can't mm-hmm. exactly jump out. Do you know what I mean? Because they've kind of all got these porches. Yeah. And at that point, I come out the porch and they're like, hey, are you the dragon boy? And it's like... This is so bad that this was never patched. Like, I don't mind glitches in Skyrim, but the fact mm. that your DLC has kind of broke the game. Like, I'm only level 6. I can't fight a level 20 wizard. Mm. Like, that's trying to, like, no, no, set me on fire, and he's get, he's got, like, a conjuring ability, and he's got, like, these spirits and stuff. And it's like, every time I try and fight him back, like, yes, sure, the guards help me, but mm. I end up hitting one of them, because, you know, it gets yeah, frantic when you're... Yeah, yeah so... Can you, not, like, well, can, you not, can you not shout him away and then run away? And the, the shout doesn't fully work on them. Like, I've, yeah, because you won't have a full shout yet. Yeah, I've only got four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, like, that's shit, man. Like, yeah, that's that really yeah. sucks. That, yeah, and it's a quest should not be kicking in until like you're like you're like level fifteen twenty. Yeah. Level twenty. Yeah. Somebody said just per year of get them like behind a rock where they couldn't hit me and I managed to kill them and then mm. he said the only problem was that you have to accept their quest or they keep coming after you. Hmm. So that's really annoying, and I don't want to start it again. Like, I would happily delete the DLC and reinstall it, but it's all in one on the Switch. Yeah, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, with the last of my voucher on Xbox, I picked up a couple of things which I probably shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online. This is a weird one that you mm-hmm. like. Right. Now, I played this game before. I think I enjoyed it briefly, and then realised no one else was playing it online. It was one of those games where you play multiplayer after a certain stage. Mm. or you couldn't do anything so basically Somerset was the latest one that was uh, piqued my interest a wee bit when Morrowind came back to it and there's talk of mm. Oblivion coming to it as well um, so like I was like that's interesting and then I was like right Somerset's the new one hmm where's Morrowind oh you can't buy it anywhere Elder Scrolls is free on Game Pass that's fine mm. so I was trying to find Morrowind I eventually found buy Elder Scrolls online and it comes with it as standard as digital and Xbox Right. But there's two versions of it on the store at the same price at seven pound, right? Mm-hmm. One of them doesn't come in Morrowind, and the other one does have Morrowind. So if you search for Elder Scrolls Morrowind, right. okay. you have to click on it, and it will say available in this. And if you click on it through that, you pay seven pound, and you get them both, which is fine because that DLC was like twenty quid. Yeah. So I'm like seven pound for Morrowind, that's fine. And then Somerset was seventeen quid because it's quite new. Like I think it's twenty quid without the discount. Yeah, so, yeah, that only came out like a couple of months ago with that, so... Yeah, yeah, so it's it's still all good. So, basically, Somerset's your new starting area. 
and this is where the first ever Elder Scrolls was not not many folk played the first two Elder Scrolls being honest because they were like DOS games hmm. Elder Scrolls 3 uh, what was it called? Uh, 3 was Morrowind 3 was Morrowind yeah that was the first one yeah. most folk remember playing right first so one, was, first one was, was Arena, Arena. Yeah, yeah it was Elder Scrolls 2 was it Daggerfall? Daggerfall, yeah, you're right. I think it was. Yeah, and I'm sure Daggerfall's already in the game, but like Somerset is the new starting area, and that's where you are. Um, the first game was set, right? Fine. So <laughs> I, w- I would say this, right? They've added this new thing called One Tamriel since I last played, and it feels like a whole new game. And it's not just because the starting area that we'll get to in a minute. Basically, One Tamriel enables the game to be played completely single player because instead of scaling areas, right? Mm-hmm. It scales scaling. Usually, it had like say this area is level ten, so you have to be level mm-hmm. ten. Or this this is for two people to fight, and you have to be this level. What the game now does is scales enemies to your character instead of to like multiple, so you can play this entire game by yourself now, which I like. So I never need to interact with one other player in the game. Yeah, that makes sense. There's probably a lot of people like, like you that would want to play it that way. So yeah, so I've basically started this new thing, right? Um, the graphics, I think of it an overhaul. I'm sure it got Xbox X updated and 4K. Uh, I would say they're easily, if not better, on par with you know the special edition Skyrim, the PS4 and Xbox One. If they're not better than that, then I'm looking at it through the wrong eyes. Basically, it looks really nice now. It never looked bad, right? But it was just you could maybe get to level 10, then it was a case of you have to have a party or group and no one else got it. Like, I bought it day one thinking everybody would buy this. Nobody got it. Um, but now I don't need anyone else. Like, say you did jump on play, I could come and play with you for a bit, but you don't need to group anymore because of the new one Tamriel system. And one Tamriel means you can play as one, like by yourself. So mm-hmm. that's awesome to me. So it's now feeling like a whole new Elder Scrolls game. So basically Somerset starts in this new area and the problem is like I did like the the vanilla story as people call it when you when you've bought the vanilla story basically starts and it's all about the elder schools and then the past and I think there is a way to start it like that but I for some reason it auto boots into Somerset for me just now mm-hmm. and basically Somerset you're in a mind trap which is this creature that's trapped you inside your own mind and he's sending your past against you to kill you so you have to fight your way out that and you get introduced to this woman who tells you like she helped you out and this creature's trying to take over the land so this is your main story for Somerset and you're trying to find out what this mystical creature is why he's putting mind traps in people and like it's this sort of like colourful Star Warsy looking planet almost from Force Force Unleashed yeah Mm -hmm. that was the game where it had like yeah Force Unleashed did like the purple planet and stuff like that like it's purple and fucked up things looking in it so you have to go and help out like a cat. I can't remember the name of the cat race in Elder Scrolls. Um, Khajiit. Yes, but the woman even says go and help out the cat, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> so he's fighting these creatures and oh, I'm going to have to help him kill them, but it was one of those pre-rendered things where he kills them anyway and then he says, you need to go and speak to these three guys, right? Now, this quest took me that long and I got that involved in the story that I forgot that there was three of them that I had to go and speak to because I go and speak to this first woman and she's like and I didn't have the persuade option open you know you've got a different branch in story I'm like okay I'll just ask her do you not think your son's involved she's like no no my son's not involved so I had to go and investigate her room 
Uh, and then our kid's room, and it's like our kid did this note, and he's like kind of get into this cult and stuff. Now, I'm not one for reading all the books in Skyrim because there's loads, loads of lore and stuff like that. But Thousand in this one, yeah. I wanted to read it for a story, and he's like get involved in this cult, and he's talking about the Oblivion Gates and stuff, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's quite cool. So he's trying to do some voodoo shit, and then there's been killings. And you have to go into a field and investigate these models. And it's like, right, what's in this field? What's over there? And it's not as in-depth as, like, say, the Batman Detective Vision. But, like, I'm looking into stuff and it's like, oh, this is the ghost. This is the rumours of the ghost. He's killed this person, that person. And I have to end up going to this um, dungeon where, like, the ghost there. And he's, like, it looks like uh, the Dark Archer from Arrow almost. like, But it's a dark elf. And he's hiding on top of a statue. And he shoots the boy that I thought was the killer. I speak to the boy, and he's like not revealing everything because I didn't go for the f- speech thing. And like, um, I'm like, shit, right? What happened? He's like, ah, 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 dies. But basically, it was this high elf that was making him dress up. And it turns out the woman that I originally talked to, it was this involving story of her husband cheated on her, right, with this woman, right? And this woman's husband. One found out as well when they broke they broke up, right? But the woman's husband wanted to get with her, like as a revenge or something, like on their partners that were cheating on them. He said okay. no, and rejected them. So it turned out all these killings were related to like her past, and like he was trying to get back at her, and like the high elves are trying to make um, Somerset approachable for the rest of the world because it was always closed off, and the elves were always like against all other races, but now they want to open it up, and she's saying that this is to try and affect the whole overarching story of the priestess or whoever the chief of the high elves is trying to open the gates up, and I'm going through all this quest, and as you can tell, I get quite into that story, Andy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot that it was like all to do with this cat saying speak to these three people. <laughs> that was just one of them. So I'm like, right. holy moly, like I finished it, I'm like, oh. And I'm like, oh shit, I've still got two folk to talk to. However, <laughs> what happened was I got distracted by a shiny and like I went in a door and this woman was like, oh, I don't know if you can help me. My son's went missing. I'm like, all right. And he went missing down the sewers. And I'm like, why is he down there? So I went down the sewers and there's like all these like black watch guys that keep coming up attacking me and I'm like, this is really annoying. And it turns out like the king of the rats or the queen of the rats, he joined her. And then I had to investigate like this big, huge monastery thing. And like, mm-hmm. there was other people running about as well, which is quite cool because they're live players. And a guy invited me to group up with him. I'm like, no, get to fuck. Oh, I'm playing a solo. I don't need you. And I ended up like, I haven't upgraded my character enough. And I ended up getting into a cut. Basically, like, I'll cut a long story short with this one because like it is one o'clock. But like, I was running to fight this guy can't remember his name call him doomsday was it called doomsday (laughs) but he was the one that was kidnapped the son and i went to try and fight him and he keeps casting these shadow copies of himself and it's one of those ah i really needed to upgrade all my stuff so he kept nailing me so it was one of those where it was like resurrect here or resurrect at the waypoint and i'm like i need to resurrect at the waypoint because every time you come to life you get like what 20 seconds before your character's physical being appears and that's not enough time for me to upgrade all my skills and magic before I get killed again so I'm like right I'll just exit the waypoint and then I'm just leaving that mission just now so I've exited the sewers and I'm like yeah shit I've still got two more people to speak to so <laughs> this is me only at the start of this game on the first mission and like I said it's a completely new starting area yeah. so even if you've played it before this is a whole new story and I would imagine later on 
the opportunity to do like the original Tamriel story and obviously more as well because um, there's a boat you have to take over tomorrow which is already on the map um, but yeah I'm quite interested in finishing this one first um, now if, if you don't know the other schools it's free online completely free there is a, a sub version of it I think it's like 8 quid or something but like it's not like other MMOs where they slow leveling and yeah like when I played the Knights of the Old Republic the, sorry the Old Republic online they slowed your level until it was almost unplayable. Um, this does not do that at all. Uh, your sub basically gets you... Uh, I looked up... What does it say? Sorry, I need to go to my notes. For this one. It's like you, tokens or something like that, it? Yeah, you get 1,500 crowns, right, which is worth £10 anyway, to access, like, outfits, like, which you can get in the game, like, and I'd rather earn them... Um, and also you get free access to all the DLCs because there's like Vampire DLC and uh, like these aren't big main ones like the main ones have been more yeah. in Somerset right but these are like extra like quest lines where you can buy them with crowns as well and you can earn the crowns in game and you get them permanently or you can pay the 8 quid and get access to them all but if you get the 8 quid even for a month like you're still getting £2 off the crowns do you know what I mean mm, yeah. so your DLC packs are usually like one and a half to 2000 so you sub for two months and you can buy any of the ones you want. And like Morrowind, I think, was like two and a half to... Th- I think it was two and a half, which is about right because it was 20 quid. So the bigger ones you have to pay for like that. But like I said, I bought Somerset and I bought that. I didn't buy any fancy collector's editions, but just now it will cost you about £26 for all of it, which isn't bad because it's like mm-hmm. 17 quid for Somerset and then £7 for the other, for um, Morrowind. Um, and I was right in the mood. Like after Skyrim was annoying me, I was like, and I actually was like, oh, I wish I'd just get Skyrim Legendary Edition on the Xbox One. I'm like, no, no, do not start it all over again. Stick no, to your Switch that. version and yeah. just play through it. And then when I seen the Elder Scrolls online there, I was like, yeah, I do want to play that. And actually, that's a good deal for that summer set. I'll see what it's like. So I would I would highly recommend it now. Like, I wouldn't have recommended it when it first came out. And I did, I think it was 15 quid day one. I got the, like, Imperial digital version. And it was almost impossible to get into unless you had friends and there wasn't many folk online. But see, now that they've added this one Tamriel system and it's like seven quid to get the game in Morrowind online, mm-hmm. spend that seven quid or even download it in Game Pass and try it for folks that don't. And if you like Elder Scrolls, you're going to find something you like in this game. Uh, you can play with your friends still. And I think there might be some dungeons where you can still group up. But because of the one Tamriel... Like, it makes sense that a game like this can be played by yourself because forcing you to group in this doesn't feel right because it still feels more like an RPG rather than an MMO. Do you know what I mean? MMORPG. So I would say, Andy, like, you would totally dig it now with this new system. You would have hated it like I did. I would say I I hated it. I played it, like, when it, well, maybe not when it first came out, Mm. but I'm sure it had, like, a free weekend or something like that where I tried it. And I played, like, the the opening area. Yeah. And then played like an hour after that, and like I did not like it at all. So it was horrible. Yeah. Now you might still have the same opinion, but there might have mm. been enough updates to sway your opinion. Now, and now that you've yeah. got the pro, well, you'd play it in your Xbox, obviously, because it's free there. But like, yeah, that's why I would play it. Like I've got it downloaded on, from Game Pass, but like I haven't haven't booted it since I got on that. Well, if you're gonna chuck it on one night, like I'm, I'm on it just now. Not not right now, but I'm. This is what I'm playing through just now on my Xbox because I don't know. I was, I kind of like went off of Xenoblade 2 for a while because it got very grindy at a point, mm. which JRPGs always do. It's like, no, you need to just grind now. And uh, it was sickening me because it was like, click 20 of these things that get dropped by these things. And I'm like, I don't want to click 20 of those things <laughs> to 
kill 20 of these things. So I was in the mood more for a, hmm, let's go over this way. Hmm, what's over here? And Skyrim was doing it until those cults. So that's why I fired up Elder Scrolls Online and I, I'm really enjoying it. It feels a lot more focused than when it first came out. I'm not sure if like you, if you booted up and played the vanilla game, it would still apply because I'd imagine, unless they've overhauled the opening area as well, which they may well have done, but the combat feels a lot more refined. The one thing playing from Skyrim to this within half an hour, like swapping over them, mm. this game, like swinging your weapon, feels a lot more fast and fluid than in Skyrim. Like okay. Skyrim's quite stiff feeling and slow. Um, I went a Dragon Knight again, which I went the last time. They've added a new class as well, Warden or something. Um, and obviously you choose your allegiance, which can affect your starting area, yada, yada, yada. But I would say definitely give it a shot, man. Like play it a couple of nights and if you do enjoy it, even play it yourself before you play with me because obviously that's what I'm trying to tell you about, the one Tamriel system mm. that really means you can play it yourself. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm quite sure you could probably end up somewhere where it's like, no, no, this boss is not for just now, but it doesn't mean you can never fight that boss, it just means that you need to progress it like a proper game rather than yeah. an MMO, do you know what I mean? And that's fine with me, I didn't ever really get into MMORPGs that much, played a bit of Warcraft and Old Republic because it was Star Wars, but this just now feels like what the title was, Elder Scrolls Online. I didn't want it to have to group up to fight the dragon. I want to fight the dragon myself if I want. I want the option mm. to be able to play with my friends. Do you know what I mean? But it's a bit like Final Fantasy kind of annoyed me like that. Oh, yeah, Ex- Final Fantasy Online, yeah. You could play quite a bit of it by yourself, but there was a point where it's like, no, no, you need to group now. And I, I don't always enjoy that because unless you're sticking with the same folk, like I started it with Dave McDonald, played nights and nights and nights, but it's like waiting on somebody else grinding to get to your level to fight the next boss and mm. most of the time getting three together at the same time is hard enough never mind four which is needed for most final raids and stuff so this now like I said feels like Elder Scrolls on like, the story is decent enough like I, I enjoyed the story I'll give it that like I really enjoyed the whole this is the Elder Scrolls this is set in the past this is one of the earlier games like before even the first one do you know what I mean so the fact that I'm now getting to visit Morrowind eventually which I never played too much of in the Xbox original because that was one of the games I had the Xbox original mm, yeah. Um, but I'm sure Skyrim was in it when I first played it as well I'm sure there was a mission in Skyrim could be wrong but um, Oblivion's mentioned in this first quest in Somerset and like I said if you play it you might not get the same experience as me but it might just be the Somerset edition really good mm, yeah um, but I would, I would definitely say jump into it while it's free. You know, give it a shot while they've updated it. Um, definitely worth a second look. Um, and that, that's about it. Like, I played a couple hours of that. But as you can tell, I get very did with that, that, that quest to the point where I forgot that it was that was only a third of the quest. <laughs> so, yeah, really really can't recommend that enough, especially just now, like, or Game Pass. Like, but seven, seven quid for Morrowind, that's what I consider it as. That's fine. Absolutely fine. Nice. So, anyway, what did you play, Andy? Uh, so, I only played a couple of things. Um, I've been playing more Football Manager. Um, a lot. Football Manager Touch on the on the Switch. Uh, I, I don't really have anything more to add to it from like what good I did last week. Apart from, yeah, really good menus. Um, <laughs> apart from that, uh, I've now like put like 45 hours into it since Jeez. it came out. Since I bought it. Oh, sorry, since I bought it, like... That's uh, like two weeks ago, <laughs> so yeah, I've I've really dug this and like that's a lot of the time when I've been watching like the movies that I was talking about, like I've been sitting playing like Football Manager whilst doing that because there's a lot of like 
I mean, a lot of the time in the game is like you're like going through the game and like having it like not not load essentially, but like having it progress to the next day or like like whilst it's doing the actual gameplay part of it. Like it's not always it's not always that exciting to watch. Like the stats trickle up and down. If you know what I mean, like if you'll have played some of these like management sim games, so like you don't actually oh, yeah. watch the full game, like you watch like a a screen which tells you what's happening in the game. You watch like the and screen then, you like, can watch when you're watching the radio online, with the top of the pitch or like the ice hockey ring. Yes, yeah. yeah, sort of. And then like every so often, like a highlight will happen where like there'll be a goal or like a shot yeah. or a booking or send off or something like that, and it will give you the it will show you the highlight then. Um, so like with that like that's where a lot of the time in this game comes from but i've also spent a lot of hours in the game just like like with the management of the team and like the i, I particularly like how they do the uh the transfer windows like right. especially the transfer deadline day because usually like when you forward like you know when you forward the time it basically goes to the next day mm. or like the next day when something's happening next match like, or something. yeah that sort of thing yeah so it'll like skip two three days four days till something actually happens um but like in the transfer window one, it will like it will basically put you forward like an hour or two hours, um, every time. So like you're playing it over the course of like, I think it's like, uh, eight, like sometimes it will work out be like eighteen hours. So like yeah. you start off like super early in the morning, and then you you will like make, gradually make deals and uh, over over the course of the day, which is really cool, and I, I like the way it does that. But but yeah, I'm absolutely addicted to that game. Probably too addicted to it to be honest. Like, <laughs> um, to to the point where it's I'm gonna to get to a point with this game where I'm like, because I I was playing as uh I originally started off as like managing Chelsea, and Chelsea sacked me because I didn't do well enough in in the league. I'm like, okay, I came like sixth in the league, which I think was fine, but they sacked me because they weren't happy with my performance. Like, oh, fucking dicks. Uh, so then, uh, so then there was nothing to do till I got offered a new job. So like you're just you're kind of just sitting simming through. And the game's just like working out all the results for all the teams until somebody does shit enough to get fired, and then it's like, oh, a job opportunity has has opened. Would you like to apply for it? Why doesn't like, it just auto do that? Yeah, I know. I wish I could skip it a bit faster because, like, whilst it didn't take that, it didn't take anywhere near as long as like if I was managing a team. Like, I would have preferred that. Like, you could skip it forward, like to the next transfer window, sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. and then decide. But I can understand why they don't because, like, they do, they do hire and fire people like at any time in the game and so I, but I had to wait like pretty much six months of the season <laughs> just like okay not really not doing it in any of the actual managing stuff and just waiting for a job opportunity to come up so I'm now the manager of Southampton Ali <laughs> which which didn't seem like it would be as exciting as like Chelsea and I, I wasn't like I was like okay like here's an opportunity of like a club that is in the Premier League that's fine I'll just take it um, and like at first it was kind of shit because like they didn't have any good players and stuff like that. But like I got them to the point now where like I've been able to sign some like decent players and stuff. So uh, I've been quite enjoying like playing as a different team. And and any time when I come up against like Chelsea, I'm like mm, I must beat you. <laughs> like you fucking dicks, you sacked me. Um, but yeah, like uh, absolutely loving that game. Like it's the switch screen is just big enough for it. Justin no more like sometimes like sometimes you tap on like something on the screen and it like it you haven't quite tapped on it like close enough to where it should be mm. because the the text is quite small on it um 
so you need to like yeah you need to like tap it a couple of times to make it work sometimes but like it's a kind of small foible with the game it's not it's definitely not perfect but it's fucking great um anyway i'm um, enough of that so like that i'll probably end up in my game of the year list to be fair the amount of hours i've put into it already <laughs> not at the top it will not be top but like it's it's a real good uh version of, of that type of game and i can't believe like how much shit is in it for like the switch game like it's mad Anyway, I played uh, two two other games. Um, didn't play anything else on on Switch. Mm-hmm. Switch has been not completely dedicated to Football Manager at this point. Um, but I did play on the. Uh, I actually didn't put the V up, but like, the, I've been playing like a visual novel game, mm-hmm. and I've played it for like an hour, and I haven't even got to any gameplay yet. <laughs> so like, I've been reading on the Vita, <laughs> which is like okay. Um, but I did play on the on PS4. I did. Uh, I did boot up No Man's Sky because they put out their uh, their yeah, next yeah. update, which um, and I wanted to check it out. I, I booted it up the, like the day the day it came out, and my update hadn't finished yet. And I was like, ah, oh. because like I thought it would have just auto downloaded, but I think because I hadn't booted the game in so long, like it was like you don't care about this game, we're not gonna all update it for you. I'm like, okay, right, well, I'll just like booted it and like I downloaded the update and, and played it and. I played it for maybe like an, an hour, and they've made some massive changes to that game. Like, even just from playing for an hour, it's very noticeable how much they've changed it. And just in terms of, cause I, basically, like I just loaded my save file to see what it would be like. Cause I'm like, I, I was kind of contemplating like starting a new game. And I'm like, no, do you know what? Like, I've already put like fifty hours into this game on this save file. Like, I'm just gonna roll with it and see what happens. So like, I booted up my save file, and I like I was already in like a system and. But I seen there was like a there was an undiscovered planet, so I'm like, okay, I'll go there. And it had like a ring around it, which, I mean, it's been a while since I played this game, so that might have been there originally. But I don't think, I don't know that it was. So I think this planet is like it's not a new planet, but like it's a new, it's like not even a new new type of planet, but like the the algorithm has changed it in some way, like since the update. But anyway, so I went to the planet, landed on it, and like it's everything I've seen on the planet has been completely different from anything that I've seen before like you you know the way that where you would go to like a planet and you'd see like the kind of unique um, like animals that would be living on it <clears throat> and then you would go to the next planet and then the next animal would be very similar to that yeah with like, like one horn instead of two yeah one horn instead of two or like it would have like a horn instead of a tail or like some something like that and all the animals did look relatively similar or the stuff that I've seen on this planet is nothing like anything I've ever seen before and like the game just looks like graphically so much better even on the way to the planet as well like came across like a giant fucking freighter I'm like Do wow I've never, actually, I've never seen this before I actually watched the original trailer for it and it was like like actual Star Wars, do you know what I mean? Like Wars in the Stars mm-hmm. and joining factions and stuff. And yep. I think they're going to try and get it to that stage so they can turn around and go, well, we did it eventually. But, I mean, like, they've added in alien eggs and stuff like that. Did you come yeah. across any of them? Uh, no, no, not yet. Like, like I say, I mean, I only played it for about an hour, but, like, to be fair, the planet that I have that I landed on actually made a big fuck-up in landing on this planet because I... I didn't bother to check out like what resources and stuff like that I had before going to this planet. I was like, I just want to go go land on a planet, see what it's like in terms of like the new the new stuff and like because mm-hmm. obviously now I'm on the now I'm on the pro and like I've got the the 4K TV as well. So like I wanted to see like what a planet looks like in like 4K and it, it looks way better. But um, 
but I made a massive fuck up and I should have realised that I was going to do this when I was on the way to the planet because I was, I'm like flying to the planet and I ran out of like whatever the element is that you need to do, like the, the fast ship travel, like I can't, I can't remember what it's called, like it's hyperdrive or whatever it is, um, and I'm like oh I've run out of that, oh well, like I'll just go slow for the, the remainder of the journey it was only a couple of minutes and was just taking in the scenery and that, and like cool and I, like I say, I saw that freighter and went and uh, went inside it and had a poke around and that, and that was cool, the fact that I was there, because I've never seen that before um, but yeah, so got down to this planet, landed on it, and uh, it's a really hostile, like hot planet mm-hmm. and it's been, I don't know a long time in this game since I felt any kind of threat from anything but like, immediately like on the planet like, my health started going down and I'm like, oh fuck, like Shit, <laughs> like what I do when I need health, um, and then I was like, okay, well, this this planet's like not for me right now. So when it got back on my ship, when it take off, and I didn't have any fuel, <laughs> like oh fuck. <laughs> so now I need to uh, try to resolve that situation that I'm stuck on this planet with uh, no fuel, and it's kind of like my uh, it's going to be my No Man's Sky redemption story of getting off of this planet, but like graphically and stuff like that they've made massive improvements and I didn't work out how to go into third person yet though so I'm not I'm not quite sure how to do that I did try clicking like a few of the, the buttons that you would normally press to go into like third person and it didn't seem to do anything yeah, well, so I've seen a trailer of underwater as well being a mm. swimming and stuff so I might have this I mean I might as well try and get some of my digital day one money or something yeah, man, I mean, like, uh, for me, like, I got my money's worth out of it, like, originally, because I put 50 hours into it, like, so... And it yeah, just I did, simply I wasn't the game. game but... I didn't I didn't moan like everybody else. Oh, well, that's a bit of a letdown for me, do you know what I mean? But I think if I leave enough time, a bit like what Elder Scrolls Online, like, I've, I've yeah. went back to it and I'm now enjoying it, but I just hate games that end up like this. Like, don't get me wrong, Elder Scrolls has just evolved over time. There was nothing truly awful with that game, but, like... This No Man's Sky, like compared to what we're showing, what we're getting, it's like, um, okay, like what they do now, just the same again on another planet to get to the universe. Yeah, I'm kind of bored now. Like the first yeah. planet naming everything, brilliant, great. Mm. Second planet named a couple of things. Third planet, I'm like, I ain't naming shit. Yeah, there was too there was too many things to name. Like, and that was what the game was at that point. And like now, you can like anything you discover, like you could. I mean, you could do it back then as well, just like auto name it, because nobody cares about naming shit anymore. Um, but like they've got like the actual like story modes and stuff like that in it now as well. I think there's like a couple of different like quests that you can do. That I mean, obviously you've still got your get to the get center to the of the center universe, universe yeah. but there's also like there's the, like the Atlas path or whatever, isn't that like uncovers? It was like, a meta game game as well, wasn't it? Like yeah, there was like a, a- ARG type thing mm. as well going on. Um, I don't know. Ross got involved in that for a bit, but like. I didn't really follow that. It was something to do with they sent cassette tapes or something to people. <laughs> like, okay. Mm. But, um, but didn't, didn't, didn't Ross sell his PlayStation and go to So he would probably have to buy this again? Or did he keep yeah, his PlayStation? He, no, he, he sold his PlayStation. Because um, he bought so a PlayStation it. for this. Mm. He did, yeah. yeah. But uh, And I think he might have bought this game digital as well, if I, if I recall. Yeah, which like within a month ended up at like £12. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, it's gone back up now. Like, it's... I imagine like so. double that now, 20, 20 odd quid it is to buy even second hand but uh, but it, I think that like the the update like is it worth jumping back jumping into if you've never played it before 
maybe like i think a lot of people would be turned off by like what was originally spoken about but like i think if you played the game back then um and especially if you bought it digital it's well worth going back and like checking out just to see what it's what's changed about it because like it does look like so much better my, my only issue with it is you need ps plus to play it even though there's technically no multiplayer in it there is multiplayer in it though yeah, but there wasn't like even before this update because I down I downloaded it when I got mm-hmm. my PS4 again and right. put it on and I went to play it and it says PlayStation Plus and I went but there's no multiplayer in it mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean like I don't count that as multiplayer let me play my game I yeah, get it. Um, I get it now they've added stuff but like two months ago when I got my PlayStation there um, there was like some like see when they did the I think it was the Atlas Rises update there was some multiplayer ish component but it was like not the way that it's it wasn't like full on like co op stuff um so yeah I can I, I think see why that would be annoying before but now they have co op yeah co op is full enabled now so you you can do that now yeah but it's so only we, took them what three years uh, yeah it's been about three years but I mean fair play to them for actually doing it, like, it. They, they did disappear yeah. for about a year they, they went off the face yep. of the earth because of the death threats and stuff the creator was getting and he got depression mm. over it didn't he and felt so sorry oh, yeah. I felt so sorry for the guy because I think mm. if he'd have, if Sony hadn't got behind this and went yeah let's push this as a triple A title mm. no one would have been that bothered when yeah okay that's fine he'll work on it like folk would have accepted yeah. it as the kind of quote unquote top end indie game and mm. like because Sony put their marketing behind it people would hire expectations like sometimes trailers get shown and the game is different and folk just go oh well that's what it is but because Sony kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it it's like yeah it wasn't fully ready and I guarantee you since Sony got behind them they just seen the cash things and went yeah we'll go with you guys is it going to be fully ready by this day sure and then they fell behind and couldn't add all this mm, yeah I think I think part of it's to do with like their their studio actually got flooded during a uh... Like I can't remember there was like a big big flood down south because they're an English studio. Yeah, that's and, right. I remember yeah, the, and it, the flood. And they got down a flood and they lost like they lost months of work essentially. So like that set them back huge, like a huge amount in terms of development. And it's a small team as well. I mean, they only had like uh, eight to like twelve people working on this. Like when when it was originally coming out. Um, now they're now they've got a much bigger team because the game, although like it wasn't critically well received, still sold a lot of copies. So I mean, yeah, they still made the a lot of yeah. money off of it. Yeah, because of the hype. And like, like I mean, I, I enjoyed what I played of it back then. So um, I'm happy they've updated it to, so I can get even more for my money. But they didn't they didn't have to do it, and like they already had my money. So, but if you have never played the game before and you like like space exploration stuff. It is worth doing it because the the that first time when you like take off from a planet like because you start off on a planet like crash landed sort of thing that first time when you take off from a planet and then you look back at the planet you can see it as like a little speck and you can see other planets and that in the distance that's fucking cool yeah so like you can get it for like twenty odd quid now like it is definitely worth uh, worth that to check it out. Um, only played one other game this week and uh, it is is another redemption story. This one, so I picked mm-hmm. up finally uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of War. Okay. Because, uh, like I mentioned in, in the news earlier, they have now removed all of the loot boxes and the entire market from the game, so you cannot now buy stuff in the game for real world money. Uh, they've also like totally patched out the game and uh, uh, rebalanced. They had to rebalance the game <laughs> because <laughs> so of the loot boxes. Because of the loot boxes, yeah, which kind of tells so you it that. So literally was P twenty. Yeah, that whole system was broken, <laughs> and like they had to, they had to 
kind of redesign like the end game as well because there's like there's a thing called shadow walls in it which is like basically like a bunch of like um missions where you're attacking castles as far as i'm aware i've obviously i've not got to that point yet but um you but more like or less that, had to get loot boxes or, more or less, yeah you more or less had to do the loot boxes in it or you or it was very difficult for you to progress in it so they've had to redo that completely and they've added like a bunch of stuff to the game but anyway um like i also played uh shadow of mordor like pretty much day one when when it came out and i played through the entire game and platinumed it in a weekend and it took me like 30 hours uh, absolutely it's a decent game. It. I've still not finished amazing. it. Like, it's an amazing game. Like absolutely loved it. Now um, this game is. I don't know if it's necessarily better than that game, but like I don't like I don't really like what they've done with Sheila. But I can see they've want they wanted to use like a character and like that would be your go to certainly in the beginning part for like giving you your. Because it was Gollum in the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, start. I mean Gollum. Gollum is in this as well. Um, but they wanted to use another familiar character to people. Okay, like fair enough. That's what they're doing with this this version of it. But okay, um, canon. They can. Take I don't. It. I don't know if it's canon or how it works. But um, but like basically, like this game is this game is a cross between like three games, right? So like Shadow of uh, Mordor, obviously, which mm-hmm. was itself a kind of cross between Assassin's Creed and like and Batman Arkham with the yeah. combat stuff. Um, and a little bit Tomb Raider with the uh, bow and arrow and stuff like that, but mostly like Assassin's Creed and and, and Batman. Yeah. You know, this game's this game is like kind of a cross between that and God of War to a certain extent, like the new God of War. So like the way that the map is done, like the open world, like Fred done an incredible is, video about. Yeah, is is kind of like that. Um, which I mean, God of War is like a sort of closed open world. Yeah. So like it is an open world, but it's kind of walled in. So like it kind of feels like that, but also do you do you remember like the uh, the Lord of the Rings games that they did like uh, the two oh, towers? I loved them. The two towers was amazing in PS2. So so I just I just did a mission right that was uh, with the things running in the background and stuff. Yeah, so there was there was things like that kind of going on. So like, I just did a mission where I had to defend a gate basically from an attack from like orcs, and it's me and a bunch of like uh, what's it called uh, a bunch of Gondorian soldiers like, fighting off against, uh, like, a bunch of orcs and, like, trolls and stuff like that. And it totally reminded me of, like, of playing The Two Towers. Nice. Like, oh, I didn't like Return of the King as much. No, it, it wasn't as good, but, like, the, the, there's that mission in Helm's Deep where yeah. there's, like, different sections of the mission where, like, there's a there's people attacking, uh, like, the... Attacking the, uh, the wall, Helm's Deep, <laughs> and uh, you're fighting on the wall on the ramparts, and like ended up down at the gate and stuff. So like this particular mission reminded me of like the part where you're fighting just in front of the gate once it's been opened, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. But then obviously it's still got your like Assassin's Creed elements where you're, there's like towers and stuff you can unlock and and all that sort of stuff. But combat is brilliant. It's fluid. It's fast. It's really fun. And just like your arrow shooting and stuff like that, which is great worked perfectly in the first game and it's just the same here um and this story's like the story's pretty decent although i like i say i don't like like the way that they've done with shellab but you know it's it's it is what it is but for i, I like i basically boycotted this game because of the loot boxes which i, I think is a shame um because it's a really good game and, and underneath all that and they've they've clearly been hampered hugely by the fact that they've gone and removed that completely from the game. And 
I would guarantee that the people that made the game, that developed the actual parts of the game, they, they never, like, when they came up with their original, probably, design <laughs> document thing, they went, okay, here's what we want in the game, this, 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 and this. And then the publishers come back to them and went, okay, well, that all sounds great, but let's put these in it. Like, these are hot right now, loot boxes, let's get them in it. And they went, okay, right, we'll work it in somehow. And they've had to, like, rejig parts of the game to make that fit in. And now that that's gone, like, the game's great. Like, it's a really cool. good game. <laughs> so it's worth yeah. actually finishing more because the, re- the game of the year edition digital was to finish it to play this because I liked it in the run up the look of it and I, did, I did, didn't mind Mordor that just never finished it so now it's given me a, a reason to finish that one yeah if you if you played if you played in like Mordor uh, then 100% like play this game it's great <laughs> and it's a real it's, it's a real shame because like if I played it last year 100% it would be on like my game of the year list so far, I think I've put about seven, eight hours into it so far, um, and yeah, really, really good game. Um, but yeah, it's a shame that they didn't manage to not foresee it enough to not put fucking loot boxes in it. But yeah, good game. Uh, I'll be I'll be playing more of that in the in the next couple of weeks because I I think it's probably like it is kind of open world and there's a lot of like there is some not maybe not a lot but like there is some like of your uh collectibles and all that sort of shit the uh i do like the the way they've done towers in this game though because basically like you have to get to like a tower and it's got like a kind of like, like it's a thing that looks like a palantir but it's like it's not a palantir so like you it's corrupted and you sort of touch it and it uncorrupts it but then it puts you into like a first person mode where you're, you can look about and then it's using you look about to uh unlock the different like extra missions so like they're not on the map by default and you can just ignore them if you want um, but you can like once you go to that you can like sort of zoom into them and go uh, like the controller will sort of like vibrate when your when your cursor is like near to the point of like yeah this is where the thing is and you push a button and then it unlocks it for you so like it's it's one of those things where the map is not cluttered unless you want it unless you actually want it to be cluttered because you mm. could like I say you could just literally ignore all of that if you wanted to so I like it gives you the option with that, but uh, but yeah, really good game, really enjoying it. It looks really good in uh, in 4K. Nice. But yeah, that is all I played. I have one piece of news for you just before we go, Ali. Okay. And you're gonna like this piece of news. I'll decide. Because the Xbox has added two more Battles compatible games tonight. See, it's not blacklist. I'm gonna punch in the head. <laughs> so they've added Splinter Cell Double Agent. And Splinter Cell Blacklist. Oh, you're kidding. This is made up <laughs> news just to annoy me. I'm not I'm not joking, it's real news. <laughs> about two about two, three hours ago. Splinter Cell Blacklist is now battles compatible finally. It's only taken them Do you know why like, it took them so long? Because how slow you're uploading so they never listened. They didn't realise that I wanted them so that, bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. That's amazing. That's getting bought just now on Amazon. Did you uh, did you not buy it digital on the 360? No. Never came. I explained this. It never came oh, digital because it was two disc. Hmm. Remember, I said there was an issue with some games that were two disc. So they've managed oh, to get phone it now. Phone dies. So they've dies. managed to get it now. So there's the, there's the news. Oh, there it's there. That's it's so exciting. I'm not. I'm not winning. <laughs> Thank. That's brilliant. That's actually great news. Like, see, every time I hear about. Uh, I'm happy about backwards compatibility all over again because like, every time you said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great. Try and show some excitement. But all I really wanted was Blacklist. Mm-hmm. And like Double, Double Agent was okay, but I mean, and obviously we got um, 
conviction, which is awesome. And that's where I told you you should jump in. And it was on gold last month, but yeah, blacklist. Oh, there goes my Elder Scrolls Online. Because <laughs> remember, I, I I bought this and then I held off finishing it because mm-hmm. I, I played a few missions and I went, this will come to next gen. And I traded it like really early on because <laughs> I had the special edition with the watch and everything. Uh, uh, th- that's amazing to me. And I, I don't care that it wasn't um, Ironside that like Ironside that was a voice. Like the game itself was so good. Nice. That's so brilliant. Oh, you've made my night, Andy. At least one happy <laughs> thing happened today. Well, this is now technically tomorrow. Anyway, so we'll finish up there. Um, been Ali, he's been Andy. Um, stay tuned. Next half hour, you've got the B team with Chip Sell and the guys. Apologies for the late running time, but thanks for listening. We'll be back next week on allgames.com. Bye now.